Then they're in L.A. to play the Angels, actually Anaheim, then Atlanta, then Tampa Bay. Neil's in the house. I think uh, I hear you. He's no Irv Norin. Irv Norin, number 25. Gene Whittling and, ha- and uh, Hank Bauer. Yeah. Hank Bauer was my favorite player, by the way. I love Hank Bauer. He was great. Yep. But uh, Irv Norin won a batting championship in 54, but he didn't have enough at-bats to yep. qualify, so Bobby Avila won. Yes. Wow. What a memory for crap. Wow. Man. Is that amazing? Yeah. And that's the year that the Indians uh, broke the record at that time for the uh, most wins. I think it was 111 wins. That's right. And then they got swept by the Giants and Dusty Rhodes in that four-game World Series. Yeah, they hit, hit those uh, home runs. 51 years ago. Man, are we old or uh, what? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he, he, he hit those home runs in the polo grounds. They yeah. call, I don't know why they call them Chinese homers. Mm-hmm. And they they would go, they were like pop-ups, you know, and they yeah. would just land right. in that short right field. What was it, about 14 feet down the right field? Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Those were the days, man. Russ Hodges, that was great. Russ Hodges. Yeah. Yep. But now we got Dave Van Boring and Roxy Bernstein and Rich Waltz and people in South Florida. I had an idea today. Sportscasters. Yes? Put Al Leiter in the booth and let Roxy pitch. Well, it couldn't hurt either on either end. I think it's a good uh, swap off. Leiter did a good job in the playoffs last year when he was announcing. So I gave you the uh, horse that came in uh, distant second in the uh, Belmont on Saturday. Yes. Andromeda's hero gave it to Dave, too. Uh, that was my exacta. Right. And, and, uh, well, we threw a fleet Alex out, but, I mean, you couldn't, you know, if you're betting, you certainly had to put him in there. So it wasn't a bad no, thing. I, I, I could have the triple if you were smart, which most of us aren't. But if you were smart and bet like 9-7 all, you got a $1,200 triple or a nice number. You know, if you were smart, uh, you, and I, a couple, in your couple of guys I know did this, uh, lost in the fog, a great sprinter. Uh, was in the True North Handicap right. earlier. They showed all the uh, stakes yesterday. I watched that. From so the if you took him and went all, all a fleet Alex, mm-hmm. you got a pretty nice payoff for uh, pick four, too. In fact, they were saying that Lost in the Fog might be the best three-year-old. I have my doubts because that, uh, that race of fleet Alex, man, when he... If yeah, Lost in the Fog is the best three-year-old. You think so? Yes. Well, I'm going to tell you, that'll be... Well, he's a sprinter. Matter. He's never going to get an eclipse oh, award. Because just... when Fleet Alex made that move, he just accelerated like... Uh, it was unbelievable. It was you know scary. What? He did the same thing uh, in, in his win in Arkansas. He did the same thing, except he almost fell down. Yeah. You know, and he was about to do right. that in the Preakness. But that was a pretty lousy crop of horses he beat. Right. There's no question about that. I mean... Uh, but everything know, is relative. Yeah, but... Uh, that's right. But... Uh, the horse who ran third, it was a maiden. Nolan's cat. Yep. Yeah, but that's what made the number in the triple. you got to love that. Eight out of 11 horses in that race, <clears throat> excuse me, had no more than two wins in their lives. Right. I mean, it was the worst Belmont field. And I will say this, Giacomo is the worst horse ever to win a derby. Well, now you, Mike Smith said that he uh, swallowed his palate. Yeah. He's still the worst horse ever to win a derby. He's won one race other than Maiden. He could, fly, he, he could run in any condition race in the country See, right I'm now. I'm not a veterinarian, and neither are you, but the thing I don't understand is if a horse swallows its palate, mm-hmm. and he said it was uh, in the paddock and on the, in the post parade, and they, isn't there something they can do about that before the race? I would think. Because that was his excuse after the race. He said you can hear the gurgling sounds, and you know when they've done it, but uh, I, don't, I don't get it. I know. I, to do, have that before, have Maybe before he's the race. Depot show. He said, you hear the gurgly sound. <laughs> I think that's what he said. To have that happen before the races, is, is yeah. usually that happens during a race. 
Right. But, he you know, he said he knew yeah, before the race that he swallowed his pellet. So I thought, well, isn't there something they can do? And maybe not. I, like like those things that they have when you go to the doctor. You can't breathe when that happens. Right. So he ran pretty well for a horse who couldn't breathe, and then yeah. all of a sudden well, he, he just stopped. He was the worst, and so you're taking it away. Maybe maybe if he wouldn't have swallowed his pallet, he'd run second. You know what? I didn't like that now. horse all year. I I saw I, I picked that horse in the Santa Anita Derby, and yeah. he, he ran terribly in that race. Well, it sounds like sour grapes to me. No, no, I just said that's <laughs> it. No, I, you know, when you're a horse player and a horse runs bad, right? and, uh, and, and you like take poison. a look at his record, Right. And he's won one race in his life. He's a piece of garbage. You say that horse just doesn't find a finish well, that's line. That's like saying, you know, I mean, Andromeda Zero ran, you know, a decent second compared yeah. to the rest of the I mean, field. Okay. But I, I, if you watch the ride on there, Bejarano, who I thought was pretty good jockey, he waited until the race was. I mean, you got to. That's the way that man, horse how runs. Long, how long can you wait? But yeah. I mean, how long can you wait? You got. But he wasn't go. as good Not as the other horse. Win, but you know geez. what? He was. He made his move at the same time. That a fleet Alex did. Yeah, the only problem is he was like ten lengths behind him when he made or at least seven or eight lengths behind him when he made his move. No, they started at the you you gotta go back and watch the race. They were okay. last and next to last. They were together. And then, you know, they started their move at the same time. And what happened was the fleet Alex is a much better horse. Oh, he sure is. Oh, he was never gonna beat him. They could still no. be going around me. And he was and he was beaten by seven lengths. Well, you missed they were quite, happy. A, uh, quite an episode at the radio station on Thursday. Oh, what happened? And you haven't heard about it? No. Oh, my goodness. I haven't been here. Well, your operations manager and yours truly, we both got dragged into a farce, into one of the most embarrassing hoaxes in the history of... Uh, it's just pathetic. I don't want to say who was involved, but uh, toy, 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 toy. I'll give you a clue. Yeah, that's a good hint. Thursday at about 12.30, Joshua and Chris... Uh, our duck comes rushing in and tells them the, to pass along to me that Mo knows, because I had mentioned again Thursday that here it is, it was the 9th of June or whatever Thursday was, and we still didn't know the broadcast just for the Dolphins on the other station. Yeah. So Duff gets a call from somebody, I don't want to say who, do, 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 who do. tells him breathlessly, be sure to tell Neil that I have the information, I'm going to put it on the air at 2.15 this afternoon, I have the exclusive, I know who the new Dolphin broadcaster is going to be. Like it was for real. Okay. So I put it on the air, figuring, well, maybe we've got the exclusive, make the other guys kind of like a little red in the face, whatever, you know, get the scoop. So he's got some flunky sports writer from the Palm Beach Post on with him as the guest on the phone, which I never heard of the sports writer, but never, that's not important. So uh, they talked a little bit about the heat, a little bit about this and about that, and then the sports writer asked him in what seemed to be a very choreographed way, well, uh, Mr. David, who's going to be the new uh, voice of the Dolphins? And he went into this cornball thing about, well, do you remember 1980, the game, the Dolphin-Jets game with no announcers? Well, guess what? It's, uh, that's going to be, there will be no traditional announcer in the booth. Nick Saban's going to be wired up on the sidelines, and it'll be the game as Nick Saban sees it, because everything has to be his way. It was the most embarrassing, degrading. I mean, it's one thing if you're not funny. There are a lot of people who aren't funny, but yeah. the worst thing is trying desperately to be funny when you're not. Reminds me of that. The guy in uh, Good Morning Vietnam. Remember him? The yeah. officer, the Bruno mm -hmm. Kirby character. Yeah. I'm funny. Yeah. <laughs> he kept saying, I'm funny. Than funny. Do, 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 Some people I know. So just I'm funny. Humiliating compared with Robin Williams. I ripped him an ass. And his response on Friday when he came on the air was, well, I sure gave Neil another show. What do I do? Give him two, three shows a week? I sure gave him another show there. Uh, that's you know. correct. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother. Mo, I'll tell you one thing. You No change. You know what I mean? So since you were gone a few days, no change. Uh, I'm sorry I missed all that. Not. Oh, yeah. No, you're not. <laughs> you had a much better time missing that. It was I pathetic. Did. had a good time at Belmont on Saturday. Well, good. 
I had a good time at Woodbine on Saturday. Yeah, no slots, though. Just played the horses. Belmont, no. But, In fact, uh, I have some sensational news about Woodbine. Yeah? For my four people in the city who uh, in Toronto who may be going out there. And that is that I was playing, and it seemed all around me, people are winning 3,000 here and 1,500 there. I thought, what's going on today? It seems like the machines are a lot looser. I hit 1,000 on a wheel. What's going on? And the lady next to me says, oh, the feds were here Tuesday. And she tells me the story about how every now and then, every couple of years, they come in there and they uh, they check all the machines and they make sure uh, they check the payouts. And evidently, and haven't I been telling you that they had those things nailed down tighter than a, a snare drum? Yeah. And all of a sudden now, I'm hearing stories about Friday they were paying like crazy, and Saturday when I was there they were paying like crazy. Ah. So boy, when that gets some around, huh? When that gets around, yeah. I mean, does that does the word travel? People start flocking in there and start playing. Word gets around, make no mistake, because it's a you know it's a circuit. It's like a uh, a fraternity of losers, yeah. including me. You know how that is with gamblers. <laughs> All right. So that's that's good news. It it sure is uh, holds up some bright prospects for this long, nice summer coming up. It sure is strange, though, that there is no announcer yet. Yeah, it's the 13th of June. Yeah. I mean, how Channel, they sell while, it? while you were gone, Channel Six said uh, we're not going to allow Cigaretto to do the games. Your buddy Tony, he's not going to do it. So not that he's qualified anyway. But oh, he said he's not doing it. No, because there was a lot of that word around. No, that's history. Okay. They probably couldn't get the deal done. So, the color guys down to, I guess, uh, they're saying Jimmy Syphilis, and I forget who else was the other one, but uh, no play-by-play guy yet. I don't think it'll be Joe. I don't think Joe wants to do it. No, no, Joe also said no uh, no way. Yeah. So, maybe... Uh, maybe they don't have any announcers. Maybe Mo was right. Hey, Mo, you idiot. Doi, 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 doi. Well, they did have a football game once with no announcers, but that That's was on was television. To, that was on... The Dolphins and the Jets. Yeah, inside. but that was on television. Right. You know, you can have a game without announcers on television. <laughs> it's a little yeah, difficult you know, so they, to pull that I, I off forgot, on radio. I forgot about that detail. <laughs> That's a slight. That was, on, that was on television. That's a slight problem. Yeah. Right. Uh, that would be like having a horse race with uh, no announcer on radio. Yeah, exactly. Whatever happened to Joe Tannenbaum? Is he still around? Joe is a uh, consultant now at Gulfstream. Oh. Yep, they retired him last year. I'll never forget when he was on, uh, doing those, that stuff on IOD yeah. on the track, and he right. would like he would not only give you the results of the race, but he, he would called. do a fake call of the race yeah. before the race ran. They were pretty good. They're racing. Yeah. yeah, he was he was a panic. Good guy. I like Joe. Yeah. I remember one year, uh, Joe said, what would it take to bring you back to Gulfstream? I don't want to get into that. We love Gulfstream a lot. You do. Don't we? Well, you have a nice sure. day. <laughs> I like Woodbine. <laughs> uh, we love them all. We love everybody. Yeah. We're just that kind of people, you know? Yes. Friendly guys. Have a great day and uh, wear a bundle today. All right. You have a Monday, great day. Start off too. the week on a winning note. Yeah, I'd like to do that. Okay. Have a good one. Arrivederci.
you fairies. The thing I'll exaggerate is the star. He may have to say goodbye to his Batman bumper car. Give it underage kid food while he walked around in his under roof. But now it's time to decide the Jackson case. Jerry lock this freak away. No. Or will Michael Jackson go free like OJ? Uh-huh. If the wacko gets turned loose, he'll be slamming a can of Jesus juice. And now it's time to decide the Jackson case. Oh. Wearing medals on his chest, pajama bottoms, and a goofy vest. And now it's time. Today could be the day or not, as the case may be. What do you think? Think it's going to be the day? I don't know. Let's take up an office pool on which day the uh, jury is going to come in with a verdict. Or, of course, uh, maybe it's going to be a hung jury. In fact, I think they're measuring right now. It's 11 after 10. 11 after 10 already. It's almost time for that break. Just gives me enough time to read this fax, our first fax of the week, from Lon and Sherry in Hollywood, who say, I came across an outstanding website, perfect fit for your show, costofwar.com. It'll blow your mind, says Lon and Sherry. You can actually find out what's being spent in Iraq during your four-hour program. Also, you can get on the, uh, can you get the uh, Joe Biden quote during the Rice hearings, don't listen to Rumsfeld. He doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. It would be a super drop-in. Well, let's see if we can get that. Huh? It would be almost as good as when Rumsfeld said, when Rumsfeld said, Anthrax. Boy, we got a whole bunch of anthrax stuff in there now, but nevertheless. Lastly, check out A Reputation in Tatters by Paul Craig Roberts, a Republican and former Reagan office holder who states, Bush should be impeached and convicted of deceiving Congress and the American people. Absolutely correct, sir. LouRockwell.com slash Roberts slash Roberts 101. Neil, have a super fine vacation, and Georgie, do an admirable job, especially on religion, with a handshake, Lon and Sherry Jacobson. Well, that's all you're getting from us. No kiss, guys, but thank you. Uh, uh, they they like that, especially on religion, you heathen little spit bastard, you. Yeah, what's your point? I don't know. Oh, and then come to find out that Deep Throat's daughter, forget about the grandson, I can't, but anyway. Uh, did you read about that cult that she was involved, or whatever that thing was? Some, no. She's bizarre. She's I, a little strange. I'm happy to say I didn't really watch any news for a week. Good. Excellent. Yeah. I wouldn't have been a vacation. Good. That's right. Well, I have a long vacation coming up in just a few days. In fact, uh, five more of these shows to do. And then most of it's it. Of course, don't forget, I'll be here Tuesday and Thursday. We should put that on the website. Yes. But George will be on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday all summer long. In fact, he'll be on all next week because it's week of vacation. Then we start that fake, I mean, that uh, phony schedule, that nice schedule. 1013 at 560 WQA. And by the way, Mo, like I told Hank, that was the worst uh, response. I mean, yeah, yeah, what response can you give when you lay a giant egg like that, huh? Well, it's always me. It's always somebody else. Not that I'm in denial. Of course, uh, I'm, I'm a great broadcaster. I'm about, yeah, right. You are such a heap, man. I say heap, heap, heap. When you're shopping for shoes, comfort, fit, and price, those are the three ingredients that it's all about. So get your ass over to Brandy Shoes for the most comfortable fit in your favorite style of shoes. Brandy's carries a humongous selection of just about every major brand in the world. they got all the top names like Rockports, Forsheim, Mephisto, SAS, Echo, New Balance, 
All the other names that you know on your feet love. And Brandy's Professional Shoe Fitters will make sure you have a customized fit of your favorite comfort shoe every time. Just ask for Arnie. He'll make damn sure you get the perfect fit at the right price. And at Brandy's, you're never going to hear, oh, sorry, we don't have that style in your size because they've got such a gigantic uh, selection in stock. Whatever you like, they got it. You want it, it's on your feet. The pros at Brandy's understand fit and comfort. After 25 years of serving South Florida, there's still a family business worth a trip from just about anywhere in town for comfort, style, fit, value, and, of course, price as well. Brandy's Shoes, 1290 North Federal Highway, Pompano Beach, open daily Monday through Saturday till 9, Sundays till 5. And just in time for Father's Day, Florsheim, New Balance, Sperry, and Rockport, selected men's styles all on sale this week. So be sure to get your ass into the store this week or do your shoe shopping right on their website at brandyshoes.com. David's a bitch. Let's talk. Got my bag of books They're telling me and everyone You can't smoke this stuff No Now someone please pass me that pipe Got my doctor's permission, that's right Pretty soon when I get the munchies Cookies and milk will be nice. Pass me now. That weed makes my pain go. I could use some more Oreos. And I With my homegrown, that's what Macaulay Culkin singing 1019 at QAM. Now that line nine is ringing, which you think we ought to take it? Thank goodness for that. 1900. See, I thought that was going to be a great first call of the week from out of town. Good news being that uh, you know there's no dropouts, Josh, on the website on the streaming. How about that? So evidently, well, not yet anyway. No, there won't be, because uh, they fixed it. See, it was the streaming company. This is one case you can't blame our engineers. You can't blame Beasley Broadcasting. You certainly can't blame poor Fat Eric. And don't blame us because we had nothing to do with that. So the streaming that was dropping out and dropping out, all that crap, uh, looks like it's okay right now. we got the green light. Now, that's okay. a new addition since uh, you went on vacation, right, George? You hadn't seen the green light. No, we have a green light now. You see that, Smithy, on the uh, website. Oh, I wonder what that was. Yeah, the big green light. The recorder up and the uh, zero dropouts. And it's uh, oh! Smithy, baby. We're doing it. We're streaming it. Hmm. 1,970 votes on uh, Friday over the weekend. Who's the biggest media whore? Jesse Jackson just buried the competition. 738. Paris Hilton, 372, that talentless bitch. Donald Trump, 185. Al Sharpton, 125. Nancy Grace, 119. She should have done much better than that. She should have been right up there on Jesse's ass. God, do I despise that woman. Give me both. Oh, man, she just gives me the willies. I get spilties in my stomach when I see her. With that phony growl. Oh, jeez. Drew Rosenhaus, in fact, she's like a female Dr. Phil. 
Drew Rosenhaus, 81. Ellis Rubin, 70. Howard Stern, 58. The King of All Media. Uh, Jerry Falwell, 50. Dan LaBastard, 43. Gloria Allred, 39. Bob Novak, who ought to be on death row right now, awaiting execution, 33. Joan Rivers, 19. I was channel surfing yesterday, and that bitch was on the one of the uh, home shopping networks. She's on the that, uh, TV Guide channel now. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Peddling her schmutzy jewelry that only old uh, Goyam wear. Uh, Bo Deedle, 14. Kendall Coffee, 12. Now, he should have done better than that. He was on again Friday. Come on, you people. Bill Curtis, 6. Which, like I said, I like Bill. He's a little melodramatic, but... He's just on 75 different shows, a little bit too much. And John McCain, six. Okay, do we want to start with the really good news? Oh, wait a minute. Line nine is uh, recalling. QAM, our first call of the week. Hello. San Antonio was going to be good tonight. It was great. Here's the uh, good news from uh, overseas. Four suicides. This is just today's news. Then we'll get to the weekend. Very brief, though. We don't want to, like, bog you down with that bad news. As Barbara Bush would say, we don't want to mess up your beautiful mind with all this depressing news. Four suicide car bombings and other insurgent attacks today killed 10 people, and at least 16 Iraqis were wounded after militants opened a fire on authorities trying to evacuate the injured from one of the blasts. So that's uh, today so far. Of course, it's uh, their way ahead, what is it, like 6 or 8 o'clock at night over there? So, uh, you know, we don't have that much more time. Get busy. And four U.S. soldiers were killed in separate roadside bombings west of Baghdad over the weekend, the military said yesterday. Two soldiers were killed Saturday when a bomb exploded near the vehicle outside uh, Amaria some 25 miles west of Baghdad. Two other soldiers also died Saturday when their vehicle struck a bomb near Kakadum. I beg your pardon. 45 miles west of Baghdad. And we finally uh, crossed that milestone. At least 1,701 members of the U.S. military have died since the beginning of the war. That's the new count. 1,701. Which may have been a pretty good year, but it's not a good number. It's over 1,700 as we continue. And maybe this is just a coincidence, but USA Today today says... Today, nearly six in ten Americans say the U.S. should withdraw some or all of its troops from Iraq, the new Gallup poll finds, the most downbeat view of the war since it began in 2003. Patience for the war has dropped sharply as optimism about the Iraqi elections in January has ebbed and violence against U.S. troops has not abated. For the first time, a majority would be upset if President Bush said more troops. A new low of 36% say troop levels should be maintained or increased. The souring of public opinion presents challenges for the president, who is about to stay on course until democracy is established. I want to know when democracy is going to be reestablished in the U.S., eh? They start We've reached the tipping point, said Ronald Spector, a military historian at George Washington University. Even some of those who thought it was a great idea to get rid of Sodom are saying, I want our troops home. Remember in a network, which uh, Josh and Chris didn't like, but remember where, uh, the scene where we want the Saudi deal stopped now? Remember that? And they're all screaming? Mm-hmm. And they're knee-deep in, uh, they're up to their armpits, up to their chin and uh, telegrams. That's what they ought to be doing. We want the troops home now. Like that. That's what the Democrats ought to be doing, too, but they're spineless. You go, Howie. Keep picking ass. And you notice this is the new thing. Out of all the panels, they sit around the talking heads, be moaning, oh, Howard Dean is doing a disservice. Yeah, right. Baloney. Keep picking ass, Howie. Tell it like it is. Bunch of farbissant or right-wing hateful, uh, uh, whatever they are. Go ahead. The pattern of public opinion on Iraq's strong support for the first two years then uh, that erodes is reminiscent of Korea and Vietnam. White House spokesman David Almasey asked about the poll, said it was vital for U.S. peace and security that we complete the mission by training Iraqis to provide for their own security. Then our troops can return home with the honor, what they, with, with the honor they have earned. Yeah, it's vital for our peace and security. Was it vital uh, to no. go in there in the first no. place? Of course not. No. 
Bush's approval-disapproval rating was 47% approved, 49% disapproved, a tick worse than it was two weeks ago. The poll is consistent with other recent surveys that show growing concern about the war. An ABC News Washington poll, uh, Post poll last week, two-thirds said the U.S. military was bogged down in Iraq, and nearly three-quarters called the casualty level unacceptable. That's before we hit that critical 1700 mark. Why it's critical, I have no idea, but nevertheless. Oh, there's just all kinds of this stuff today. It's just all over the place. Here's our, uh, now the beaded curtain thing, we've got Natalie. We have three pictures of Natalie for you. Got some bad news, though, for all you desperados out there. If you want pornography, find some uh, porn websites, okay, if you want the uh, nudie pictures. Because starting right. the 23rd, no, we just, George and I discussed this for about four seconds this morning. And, uh, I mean, why would we want to put bathing suit beauties on there? What's the big deal uh, with that? You know, go out and buy not. Sports Illustrated. Right? Right. The hell with it. Just a pain in the ass, and why should we uh, risk putting Fat Eric in in, uh, prison? Right? Why should we risk his fat ass? Because he ain't going to, I mean, he may get three uh, squares in there, or even maybe oblongs, but he ain't going to get enough food to keep him happy. Just picture the shower scene. Oh, yeah, I can just picture that right now. Body wash, please. No soap for Eric. Oh, no, that gets slippery in there. But anyway, so uh, we're we're not going to be doing no. June 22nd will be your last beaded curtain, Josh, George, everybody. Yeah, we'll have a, like, Debbie Gibson, I think, for the, uh, well, the you know something, maybe you, like, ought to do, like, a whole collage, a whole montage, whatever you want to do, you know? Whatever. We'll do something. As Ralph Redneck would say, a whole montage. Remember that show? It was pretty weak. I do. It was 26 weak. 26 past 10 at QAM. When it comes to entertainment, we've got the same biggest personality. Neil Rogers, Sports Radio 560. QAM. Father Joe Jackson says if his son is found guilty, he'll take over as the custodial parent of Paris, Prince Michael, and Prince Michael II. Here now is Joe Jackson. Hi, this is Joe Jackson. You know, I was once voted the world's greatest dad, and I got the coffee cup to prove it, although I had the crazy glue it back together after I cracked it over Tito's head. <laughs> I've become a better papa and a husband, too. I explored with them Dr. Phil books, family first, step-by-step plan for creating a phenomenal family, and, of course, self-matters, which is creating your life from the inside out, which I found a little bit perversive. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Here come Paris. Well, Paris. Grandpa's talking on the radio, Paris. I'm telling people how to be a great parent. Get the hell away from me, can't you see Grandpa's talking? Don't cry. What's Grandpa say about crying? What's Grandpa say about crying? Don't cry. Don't cry. Don't cry. Interrupt Grandpa. Now, I am a wonderful model and custodial figure. Look at what a great job I did with my kids. I'm sure that I'll raise my grandkids up just as well. Oh, here come Prince Junior now. Can't you see Grandpa talking on the radio? I'm going to give you a cookie right outside your nappy little head. Now, get back away from it. What's Grandpa say about crying? What's what Grandpa say about crying? Don't cry no more. Anyway, as I was saying, you've got to be loving, supportive, and creates an environment where kids can thrive. 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 Here come the other Prince Michael. Now it's another Prince Michael. 
Grandpa don't hug. What's Grandpa say about boys who hug? Boys who hug grow up to be like Daddy? Get the hell away from me. Make me sick. You make me... Don't touch me! Don't touch me! Don't touch What's Grandpa say about boys who touch? They grow up like Michael Jackson. Yeah. One thing I've learned from my successful years of parenting, my six, seven, eight, nine kids, is I don't know how many I have. However, I do love every one of them equally, especially Michael, who has helped clothe and feed the family for the past 30 years. If he didn't do that, I probably wouldn't give him the time of day like I don't for Jermaine. Most important rule, be loving, listen, and be patient with the little idiots. This is Joe Jackson. Have a good day. Get Grandpa a beer! Funny. <laughs> you notice how she cries just like a runaway bride. Oh, coincidence, I'm sure. Yeah. 26 to 11 at QAM. Let's see a couple of faxes here. I haven't even got today's poll yet. Here's the poll. Who best fits this description? Somebody Neil trashes who I like a lot. Well, of course, I trash everybody, or at least I get accused of that, which is a damnable lie. Yeah, anything you like. Is there anything? Yeah. And uh, the good news is Jock's like deliverance. Thank goodness for that. What's not to like? Whee! <laughs> and he liked to part up in the woods, especially. Anyway, who best uh, fits this description? Uh, Anna Cornacolia, 71. Bill Maher, 69. See, I, I don't, I mean, if you like these people, that's fine. More power to you, to each its own. Uh, I would say Anna's attractive for a guy with big, uh, thick legs. Bill Maher, 69, who, again, is a little twerp. Who, yeah, and so he agrees with me on some things. And what? And I agree with him. Who cares? He's still a little twerp. He's very, very funny. And you know what I think about people who think they're funny who aren't? Do, 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 that's do, 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 what do. I think. Steely Dan, 45. They're out of gas. Are they out of gas? Geldy, 29. <laughs> Look, I don't, uh, it's not personal with Gildy. It's just, uh, is it? No. I don't dislike him personally. In fact, we had a couple of good crossovers last week. And Friday, he rose, his stock rose several points in my book when he ripped Moe an ass. Came up with a pretty good line. Do you remember what it was, Josh? I forget, but it was It was very good. It was excellent. Nice going, Gildy. We like you a lot. Come on, you can do better than that. More than one. Shack, 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 Gee, I didn't know he had that many computers around the house. Spencer Tracy, 10. The Pope, 10. Bill O'Reilly, 6. Dave Van Boring, 5. Rush Limbaugh, only 4. Thank goodness for that. Rich Waltz, 1. They're on to you, Rich. And that's why Sarney never put the results of that poll in there. Who do you think you're kidding, Sarney? How many weeks ago was that now? About 30, man. What about the poll on Foxy Roxy? That one that just kind of disappear? Oh, brother. Goes to show you the power of this show. We made monkeys out of that whole outfit over there at the Scum Sentinel. And Miss Matt Drudge, he's got one. You fairy. Self-hating kind, that is. Okay, some others for the pool coming in now. From uh, our Cubana from Hollywood says, Whoopi Goldberg. Okay, all hey. I can say to that is. <laughs> oh, God. Like, to each its own. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to change my opinion of these people because, uh, oh, gee, Neil, if you just like Anna a little bit better. I don't like Anna. That's mm. you don't have to. I, think, I think she's a beard. I'll uh, let you know. She's always, she's always, you know what she's like? She's like a female Ben Affleck. And well, speaking yeah. of that, uh, yesterday I was channel surfing and there uh, again was, um, what's that Matt Damon movie with Robin Williams? Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting. And I, I watched like the last ten minutes because I looked to see what time it was over and I realized it was the ass end of the movie. And 
I realized finally the difference between Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, okay? Okay. Matt Damon is likable. Ben Affleck is just the opposite. He is absolutely, you, you can't right. like him if you tried. You're right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Matt Damon is like, uh, I mean, you know, even if you think he's not that great of an actor, which I think he's pretty he, good. He's just fine. As he's an good. And he's kind of cutesy, you know, with all a strange mouth. I don't know what that's all about. I think I do know. But anyway, uh, but Ben Affleck, you just you just don't like him, right? And of course, he's created that for himself. He's kind of like like J Lo, that he was uh, all these phony relationships and these marriages. Oh, give me a break, okay? I mean, it's one thing to have a beard and you know have a phony uh, wife or girlfriend like Tom Cruise. It's another thing to take it to such great lengths. Although Cruise does too, but I mean, way beyond that. You know, the 85 phony marriages. Anyway, we're not buying it. Uh, we're buying that about as much as uh, Michael Jackson and Lisa Marie and Debbie Rowe and Tommy Rowe. I think there's a better chance that Michael might have married Tommy Rowe than <laughs> Debbie Rowe or Fish Rowe. Phil in Gainesville says, someone Neil trashes who I like a lot, Randy Rhodes of Air America Radio. Randy Rhodes, I trash Randy? Well, we can put her on there, but I don't think I trash her. I just say that she takes herself much too seriously and that she's a yenta, and I wish her all the best. Well, what do I trash her? I don't know. Isn't that basically what I say is that she takes herself too seriously, and if you don't support her 800% and agree with everything she says, she gets to be a little bit uh, uptight about it? Sounds about I right. always say that? Mm-hmm. Huh? Sounds about right. I don't think that's trashing, though. I commend her for uh, at least giving it the good shot, you know. She's giving it her best shot. She listened to Neil and listened to Neil, and she knew she was ready and whatever. Isn't that what she said? <laughs> Which I still find that most amusing. Nevertheless, I think she was, there was a message here, Randy. That's right. But in the meantime, she's on the air syndicated on Air America, and I'm sitting here on QAM with this <laughs> signal, okay? So more power to you, Randy. You've obviously got a better agent than I got. Which isn't saying much, Norma. Hey, Norma. You fair silly person. And, of course, Hoyle and Bill Maher. They seem to be the winners. And, of course, Steely Dan. If you like Steely Dan music, all I can say is your taste in music blows. That's that's my opinion. Now, what about Josh? You like Steely Dan? No. No. Thank God. Oh, brother. See how he's all of a sudden, he liked uh, Deliverance, and he hates Steely Dan like poison and wishes they would die. I don't think George is really a big Steely Dan fan. No, I, mean, I liked a couple of their songs back yeah. then. That was a Are we out of gas? Right. Uh, it's music for soods, okay? I bet you Phil Henry likes uh, Are you sure? Uh, them. Because Phil turned out to be a real sood. And then he turned out to be a fake, a fraud. Not, should we put him on there, too? For all the uh, okay. Bush uh, kissers. All the Bush kissers out there. Oh, yeah, Phil is still great mm. just because he's seen the light and he loves President Bush right. and knows that Sodom is a bad guy and we have to attack all these terrorists. Yeah, right. Put him, put him on there, too, just for fun, just to piss him off. 5670560, oh, pound 560. Let's take a look at that award-winning lineup today. Now we got Hank back. Hank made a very good point, by the way. Thank you, Humper. I never really thought about that because I was so underwhelmed by the mediocrity and the stupidity and the embarrassment of that whole uh, episode on Thursday. <laughs> but this just blew right on by me. The NFL game that was uh, broadcast without an announcer, obviously, it was on television, the Dolphins and the Jets in 1980. It was on television with no announcer. How could they have a radio game with no announcer? Mo. Oh, my God. The embarrassment level of the needle is off the scale. When it comes to entertainment... Tonight on Extra, it's the Michael Jackson Rabbi Shmuley tapes. So what you're telling me is that you can't live without tater tots. I cannot live without them. If you told me right now... 
Michael, you can never... It's okay, Michael. I would kill myself. Uh-huh. I swear to you, because I have nothing else to live for. you got bubbles. He's a nice gym. Will you be my friend? Be your friend? Does that mean that I can't take the court our phone conversations? Now, that's supposed to be his uh, former spiritual advisor, Rabbi Shmuley Boteach. I just like saying that. Who doesn't? Shmuley Boteach. What, what is that? Silly. It's kind of like all religion and all the people with the silly beards and the hats and the caps and all the schmatas running around, all the accoutrements. It's a crap. Speaking of crap, the U.S. military prisoner at Guantanamo Bay drew fresh criticism yesterday following that new Time magazine report on a logbook tracing the treatment of a detainee who officials believe was intended to take part in the 9-11 attacks. Times report on the treatment received by Mohammed Al-Qahtani uh, prompted a quick defense from the Pentagon along with outrage from several members of Congress. Al-Qahtani was denied entry to the U.S. by an immigration officer in August 2001 and later captured in Afghanistan and sent to the detention camp at the U.S. naval base in, in Gitmo. The 84-page logbook obtained by time and authenticated by Pentagon spokesman Larry Derrida, who's a real piece of work, by the way. Hey, that's that tall, skinny guy that was always standing behind Rumsfeld. Okay. Beware of him is the kind of document that was never meant to leave Gitmo, a senior Pentagon official told the magazine. According to the logbook, which covers Al-Qahtani's inter- inter- uh, interrogations from November 2002 to January 2003, the Time article reports that daily interviews began at 4 a.m. and sometimes continued till midnight. The interrogation techniques included refusing Al-Qahtani a bathroom break and forcing him to pee in his pants. It's not appropriate, said Senator Chuck Hagel on CNN's late edition with the unctuous wolf blitzkrieg. It's not at all within the standards of who we are as a civilized people, what our laws are. And tell, tell us, poor bastards in Iraq that we're civilized people. All the dead people, they can't hear you anyway. They're dead. In fact, we're treating prisoners this way. It's not only wrong, it's dangerous and very dumb and short-sighted, the Nebraska Republicans said. This is not how you win the people of the world over to our side, especially the Muslim world. During the period covered by the logbook time reported, Defense Secretary Rumsfeld approved 16 additional interrogation techniques for use on certain detainees. Now, wait till you hear this one. This will send you into orbit. All right. Afterward, interrogators began their sessions with Al-Qahtani at midnight and awakened him with dripping water or Christina Aguilera music. Oh, If he dozed off, the magazine article reported, it's all I need to hear. Talk about cruel and unusual punishment. Those Awakened him with dripping water or Christina Aguilera music. The magazine Inhumane. Said, Sorry. They said the techniques approved by Rumsfeld included standing for prolonged periods, isolation for as long as 30 days, removal of clothing, forced shaving of facial hair, and hanging pictures of scantily clad women around his neck. Oh, man. While playing Elvis in the background <laughs> singing, won't you wear my thing around your neck. Hegel said such treatment should offend the sensibilities of any straight-thinking American, any straight-thinking citizen of the world, any human being. Senator Dianne Feinstein, California Democrat, said on the same program that the treatment outlined in the article presents a kind of ludicrous view of the U.S., eh? I don't know what tree we're barking up, she said. It's a terrible mistake. Probably one of them big redwoods out there, Diane. I'll get back to you, Diane. I don't know why, why we didn't learn from Bagram, she added, referring to the U.S. base in Afghanistan. I don't know why we didn't learn from Abu Ghraib prison in Iraq, but here we are at Gitmo with many of the same things surfacing. What a surprise. Hegel raised questions about the quality of leadership that would allow such things to happen, drawing a comparison to his own experience fighting in Vietnam. We've been reassured the last two years it's not happening when, in fact, it is happening. In other words, it's a pack of lies. You got it. There's either a culture of leadership or there's not, he said. This kind of stuff will fill the vacuum, and it needs to stop. We want the Saudi deal stopped now. 
Hegel and Feinstein said they weren't sure whether the facility should be closed, and we're looking forward to Senate Judiciary Committee hearings this week on whether detainees had adequate legal protection. The Senate Foreign Relations Committee is also planning hearings later this month. How do you like that? All of this stuff. I think we're going to have an impeachment before the next presidential election. Oh, yeah. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. In fact, this week in the Congress, they're introducing uh, finally some legislation about having a timetable for getting the troops out of Iraq. Finally, after all of this time, after we crossed the 1,700 dead, 1,701 and still counting. And, and what did they die for? That's the worst part. Did they died to keep us free, no, to make Iraq right. a safer, a more civilized place. No, no. we're all they free. Died based, you know, they died based on a pack of lies. Right, I got a whole bunch of articles on that too. Again, between that Tony Blair. See, the one thing with the Brits. Uh, that they do is they suck up whoever is in there. You know, I see with Margaret Thatcher and Reagan, it seemed like a natural lens because they were both right-wing lunatics. But it doesn't make any difference. You know, and like Blair with Clinton seemed logical, right? Right. Both liberals. But uh, then Blair and Bush just as tight because the Brits will suck up because they know damn well that otherwise uh, Una Bama Grande is coming. Right? Right. We'll blow that big Ben right off the map if they don't cut the crap. So that, that's what they do. They just generally go along with whatever the U.S. says, and they suck up and suck up and lie for us and cover up. WQAM, hello. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Up? You know, uh, Jose? Doi, 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 doi. Good calls to get us started here today. Pound 560, the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. Sounds to me like they got do, 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 do. on their mind. Maybe we got all the people on the poll that we need, and I can just go through my whole pile just to make you happy. All right. Think? That would make me happy. Well, that's good. Well, you never know, though. We had some really sensational calls last week. I don't remember any of them specific, but we had a few. Didn't we? Yeah, about three. <laughs> that we wouldn't mind having again. Well, first of all, there's nobody around. I mean, nobody with a life is it's the 13th of June. You've got to be kidding me. Nobody around. Everybody's out of town, especially getting away from all that rain and the hurricanes are coming, all that stuff. Speaking of hurricanes, don't tell me they actually lost again on the weekend. They're done? Yes, so sorry. What did they, uh, they wound up losing like the last 11 in a row on the road, something like that. That's pretty embarrassing. I think we ought to like drop that stuff. WQAM, hello. QAM. Uh, uh, yeah, I'd like to speak to Neil, please. Speaking. Hey, Neil, I was just wondering, I mean, this is an aside from what you're talking about, uh, any any news on the Panthers? Because I know you stay up on uh, hockey and uh, Rogi Vashon. Yeah, Rogi Vashon. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Jacques Plant and your mama. WQAM, hello. Hi, can I speak to Neil? Speaking. Have a great day. Okay, I'm back to you. WQAM, hello. I'm naked. WQAM, what a thought that is. QAM, hello. <laughs> Hey, Neil, how are you today? Okay, sir. I just want to say one thing to you. I love your show, and I want everybody to know I hope you have a good week. Okay, great. WQAM, hello. QAM, hola. See, they know this is the last five days before I get that long recess, so they want to you know, make up for lost time. QAM. Hey, Neil, what's up? I, uh, how you doing, sir? I just, had a, I just had a birthday this past weekend. Well, good for you. Congratulations. 5670560. The poll question is, who best fits this description? Somebody Neil trashes who I like a lot. Now, like I said, maybe we got all the names on there. We don't really need to be building this poll. Oh, gee, why not? And then you're dropping it. You know what it is? They're coming unglued because they found out the beaded curtain is disappearing in about ten days. Yeah, I can see how Oh, gee, what are we going to do? Find a new play toy, okay? Get a compass and a road map and find a new play toy. 379 votes on there already. That ain't too shabby in the first hour. 
seeing as how everybody's out of town. And the best news is, look at that streaming, baby. We're streaming it. I'm screaming it, and they're streaming it. No dropouts. You like that, Josh? Are you impressed? Very. So we have to thank Muff, who, of course, is in a total panic. You fairy. Uh, on Friday. You should, have, you should have seen her, boy, on Thursday. I didn't see her, but sweating. Just foaming at the mouth about that whole Mo thing, because he knows that he sucked me into that uh, whole deal about putting that on the air, promoting that farce that, oh, pathetic. So on Friday, to make up for it, he ran running back to the engineers. Oh, the streaming is all screwed up, and Neil's upset. Yeah, like that. And the engineers, as usual, said, well, don't, don't uh, blame us. But the engineers actually got in touch with the streaming company that's responsible. We come to find out that the streaming was all screwed up for power and every, everybody that streams. It was a technical problem on their ass end. So they fixed it, and by 1 o'clock, there it was. They replaced a part. I guess it's just a part. I'm not sure which part it was. Blackstone. That might have been it. And now we got no dropouts. I mean, and of course, some of the callers we had in the first hour already been dropouts, but that's another story. Isn't that exciting? No dropouts. So far. So you, have, you don't have to complain about that. But then, of course, once the beating curtain just, oh, gee, you know, you think Eric is bad with that. You know, it's going to be five years. I know you're not going to be on the air that long before they stop calling, letting us know and or complaining. I had that. a really good idea about that, speaking of how long I'm going to be on the air. There's like three and a half years left on this deal if I live that long. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking if they were smart, which, of course, they're not, until I croak, they should, like, have you on, like, like they take the summer schedule and just extend it until <laughs> I croak. Huh? <laughs> You do Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I'll do Tuesday, Tuesday and Thursday. Slightly reduced uh, salary. Slightly. Uh -huh. How many bucks? About 30, man. <laughs> Who best fits this description? Somebody Neil trashes I like a lot. And we're pretty PO'd with him. 384 votes. Almost 400 votes in the first hour. We got a chance for 1,000 today, Josh. <laughs> you think? Probably not. No. Uh, Anna Cornerhoodie, 91. Bill Maher, 83. Uh, he's a twerp. If you ask me, hey, name a twerp, Neil, I'd say Bill Maher. Little twerp. Annoying. Uh, and he's always got some book he's promoting. He's always promoting some book. Uh, Steely Dan, 56. They're out of gas. Geldy, 33. Nice going, Geldy. <laughs> George W., 31. 7.9%. That number keeps dropping and dropping and dropping. Because, I mean, how many people in this audience have got taste that bad? Uh, they'd rather listen to Christine Aguilera records before they want to hear about George Bush. <clears throat> Mel Gibson, 19. Mo Howard David, 17. The Pope, 13. Spencer Tracy, 11. Phil Henry, 8. Are you sure? Told you we need to put him on there. 8. He's great. Bill O'Reilly, uh, 8. Did he? Same politics. Dave Van Boring, 5. Randy Rhodes, the goddess, 4. <laughs> Rush Limbaugh, 4. Whoopi Goldberg, 2. Miss Drudge has got a pair. You fairy. And Rich Waltz has got Solamente Uno. <laughs> When it comes to sports, we're the authority. Sports Radio 560, Radio. Neil Rogers Show. This is your brain. Any questions? You can take a dance floor. Rip it from the wall. Rip it from the wall. Throw it at your head so you can't walk no more. You crawl. Russell can.
berserk. The cops wiped off his little smirk. The crazy Kiwi's a jerk. Well, he's been that before. What's a little more? Russell has the reputation. Certainly no aberration. Maybe he needs a vacation. It's 11.02 at 5.60 WQM. I never did give our award-winning lineup today because I got sidetracked. Mo Howard, David at 2 to 4. Mad Dog, 4 to 7. Three solid hours, a tough assignment for the Mad Dog because the uh, Cubs are playing at the uh, Marlins in Chicago. And isn't that our luck, huh? That's only have one of that series is a uh, day game, and that one uh, doesn't start the pregame until 145. How about that? Oh, wait a minute. What? 145? <laughs> well, I guess it's out of here 15 minutes early on Wednesday anyway. We'll take it. Yeah. What are you eating now? BLT. From Howie's. Thanks, Howie's. Mo Howard, David at 2, Mad Dog at 4, Curtis 7 to 7.30, and then the Marlins pregame shows at 7.30. Marlins at the Cubs at Wrigley Field at 8.05. ADK follows Marlins baseball. 1.45 on Wednesday. I'm thinking that we ought to like go on the same time as them, okay, or the, uh, the other way around. I'm thinking 12.45 sounds better. Now, this fax that you sent me, I don't get it. Roger Waters, why, Neil, why, from one of our very, very chronic faxes. Listen to his solo stuff, and I think he'll change your mind. Who the hell is Roger Waters? He was the lead singer and primary writer of Pink Floyd. Oh, and when did I ever knock Pink Floyd? You knock Pink Floyd all the time. Yeah, they suck. Okay. Yeah, I don't like Pink Floyd. I'm sorry because that makes me very, very square, but I am already uh, accomplished that. So we're been unable to hear music, but other than that. Okay, not into Pink Floyd. Why, Neil? Because I don't like it, okay? It's like saying, well, how come you don't like uh, fish? I don't like fish. Going to the market, you can't, I can't even stand the smell of fish. Oh, man. Ooh, geez. Another memo surfaces. British government was told of need for Iraq War excuse. You see this story? Nope. Well, here it is. Ministers were warned in July 2... This is from the Times of London, by the way. Ministers were warned in July 2002 that Britain was committed to taking part in an American-led invasion of Iraq, and they had no, cho no choice but to find a way of making it legal. The warning in a leaked cabinet officer briefing paper said Tony Blair had already agreed to back military action to get rid of Saddam Hussein at a summit at the Texas ranch of President George W. Bush three months earlier. Well, let's see. July 2002, subtract three months, is June, May, April 2002. The briefing paper for participants at a meeting of Blair's inner circle on July 23, 2002, said that since regime change was illegal, it was necessary to create the conditions which would make it legal. This was required because even if ministers decided Britain should not take part in an invasion, the American military would be using British bases. This would automatically make Britain complicit in any illegal U.S. action. U.S. plans assume as a minimum the use of British bases in Cyprus and Diego Garcia, the briefing paper warned. This meant that issues of legality would arise virtually whatever option ministers choose with regard to U.K. participation. The paper was circulated to those present at the meeting, among whom were Blair, Jeff Hoon, then Defense Secretary, Jack Straw, the Foreign Secretary, that's Jack Straw, the Sir Richard Dearlove, then Chief of MI6. The full meetings of the meeting were published last month in the Sunday Times. 
The document said the only way the Allies could justify military action was to place Saddam Hussein in a posi position where he ignored or rejected UN ultimatum, ordering him to cooperate with the weapons inspectors, but it warned this would be difficult. Muy difícil. It is just possible that an ultimatum could be cast in terms in which Saddam would reject the document says, but if he accepted it and did not attack the Allies, they'd be most likely to obtain the legal justification they needed. The suggestions that the Allies used the UN to justify war contradicts claims by both Blair and Bush, repeated during their Washington summit last week, that they turned to the UN in order to avoid having to go to war. The attack on Iraq finally began in March of 2003. The briefing paper was certain to add to the pressure, especially on the American president, because of the damaging revelation that Bush and Blair agreed on regime change in April of 2002 and then looked for a way to justify it. In other words, it was all a pack of lies, as if we didn't know that. There's been a growing storm of protest in America created by last month's publication of the minutes in the Sunday Times. A host of citizens, including many Internet bloggers, have demanded to know why the Downing Street memo has been largely ignored by the U.S. mainstream media. And let me say this to the U.S. mainstream media before we go on with this ponderous reading, and that is those 1,701 American dead soldiers over there and the thousands of injured and the thousands and thousands and thousands of dead and injured Iraqis, it's all, all that blood is on your hands. You cowards, you quizzlings, you... You fairy! Right. All these Tim Russert there and uh, what's his name? That old crow on CBS, Bob, uh, whatever his name is, that's doing the news now. Schieffer. 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 By the way. Yes, what something. an old country corn pone guy he is. Yeah. That's why their numbers are in the toilet. He's an old toad. And deservedly so. The White House has declined to respond to a letter from 89 Democratic congressmen asking if it was true, as dear love told the July meeting, that the intelligence and facts were being fixed around a policy in Washington. The Downing Street memo burst into mainstream American media only last week after it was raised at a joint Bush Blair press conference, forcing the Prime Minister to lie to insist that the facts were not fixed in any shape or form at all. Right, exactly. John Conyers, the Democratic congressman who drafted a letter to Bush, has now written to Dear Love asking him to say whether or not it was accurate <clears throat> that he believed the intelligence was being fixed around the policy. He also asked the former MI6 chief precisely when Bush and Blair would agree to invade Iraq and whether it's true they agreed to manufacture the UN ultimatum in order to justify the war. The illegal Iraq attack. He and other Democratic Congress and other Democratic congressmen plan to hold their own inquiry this Thursday with witnesses including Joe Wilson. The American former ambassador went to Niger to investigate claims that Iraq was seeking to buy uranium or for its nuclear weapons program, which turned out, of course, to be nothing but a pack of lies. Frustrated at the refusal by the White House to respond to the letter, the congressmen have set up a website, DowningStreetMemo.com, to collect signatures on a petition demanding the same answers. Conyers promised to deliver it to Bush once it reached a quarter of a million signatures. By Friday morning, it already had more than a half a million, with as many expected to have been obtained when he delivers it to the White House this Thursday. They need a quarter of a million. They've already got over a half a million. After DowningStreet.org, another website set up as a result of the memo, is calling for a congressional committee to consider whether Bush's actions as depicted in the memo constitute grounds for impeachment. Oh! Yeah, it's about time, Dan. It has been flooded with visits, that website, after DowningStreet.org. Flooded with visits from angry people pissed off at what they see as media self-censorship and ignoring the memo. It claims to have attracted more than a million hits a day, even more than we get. Democrats.com, another website, even offered $1,000 to any journalist who quizzed Bush about the memo's contents, although the Reuters reporter who asked the question last Tuesday was not aware of the reward had no intention of claiming it. The complaints of media self-censorship have been backed up by the ombudsman of the Washington Post, New York Times, and National Public Radio, NPR, who have questioned the lack of attention the minutes have received from their organizations. 
the big cover-up again. And they're busy telling us about Watergate and Mark Felt and his daughter and his grandson and the grandson of Shpucha. Anybody give a crap about Watergate anymore? No. G. Gordon Liddy? No. Uh, any of these people? Chuck Colson and his born-again BS? No. no. I saw that movie, though. Which one is that? About Chuck Colson born-again uh, BS. Oh, please. <laughs> man, oh, man, is there any slime ball? Is there any convicted slime ball who goes to the slammer and doesn't find God in Jesus? Huh? That's not all they find there. Yeah, I'm sure that. I'm sure they find plenty. Rectum. Whatever. <laughs> oh, and speaking of that, Michael, I got I wasn't going to get into that now, but you speaking like of that. Um, you steer me in the wrong direction. You got me off my course here. The uh, story today is that Michael, Michael, little motorcycle uh, may wind up in the same uh, slammer with uh, Charles Manson. <laughs> well, wouldn't that be? Sweet? Wouldn't that be sweet, huh? Both have freaky faces. I'd sure like to see Charlie apply the body wash to that child. Would you like to see that? Well, rectum. Rectum. I think it jams. I got it in my Oh, here it is. Today, Toronto Starry. If the child molestation case against Michael Jackson ends up with a prison sentence, the pop star's likely new home would be almost as exclusive as his Neverland Ranch. It's far from glamorous, but the protective housing unit within Corcoran State Prison is considered a highly desirable refuge for inmates who need extraordinary protection from other prisoners. It's also a hand, uh, home to a handful of California's most notorious criminals. All right. Occupants of its cells include mass murderers Charles Manson and Juan Corona, who killed 25 migrant farm workers in the 70s. The unit housed Sirhan Sirhan, who assassinated Robert Kennedy in 1968, alleged, until he was moved to a harsher lockdown in 2003. What about all those other bullets that allegedly came from his gun that they found in, you know, we don't want to talk about that. Starting up again? Yeah. Because the unit is so secure, it's considered a virtual oasis, a virtual Russ oasis in the 163,000 inmate state prison system. Some people have been there describe it as strikingly calm. It's been real nice for me, one unidentified inmate said in the three-minute correction department video released last year. It's a peaceful environment. It's almost like being free on the street. Only one violent incident has been reported in the house rules allow more freedom than at most prisons. They know they're in a safe place. They don't want to ruin that, said Correction Department spokesman Terry Thornton. It's an exceptional placement. Isn't that lovely? Yeah. Well, there, uh, let's see. It's 11 after 11, and 19 minutes they're going to be starting to deliberate and palpitate again. And speaking of dumb. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. That was the best. Yeah, nice going there, W. They're really proud of that. Huh? <laughs> Boy, do I have the touch or what, huh? That touch was what? sensational. He looks touched to me. Anyway, it's uh, impeachment's coming, W. Now, do you remember we had a story that I read, uh, oh, a long time ago, that said that the powers that be, the people who control all the behind-the-scenes machinations, they already had it set up for him to, like, uh, get impeached during a second term. Remember that? No, I don't. I think so. I remember, I remember reading it. No dropouts, by the way. Oh, oh, oh. Thanks again to the very, very crack staff we got. Oh. In fact, they got the big old crack pipe right now. They're passing around the in the back. Oh, uh, the engineering department for getting that all fixed up for us. Right, Josh? That's right. And the poll question today, who best fits this description? Somebody Neil trashes, but I like a lot. Anna Kornikova, 96, Bill Maher, 95. Same person, different legs. Stevie Dan, 59. Geldy, 37. They love Geldy. They like him. Okay? He's all excited because there's going to be a hockey season. Maybe. George W., 34. This fact. Uh, Mel Gibson, 23. Mo Howard David, 18. Uh, Randy Rhodes, 14. And I'm still not really sure why, but that's okay. Phil Henry, 13. He's right on Randy's butt. The Pope, 13. He's also piling on. Spencer Tracy, a dozen. Bill O'Reilly, 8. Dave Van Boring, 6. 
uh, Whoopi Goldberg, four. Rush Limbaugh, four. Pink Floyd, three. Miss Matt Drudge, three. Hey, Matt. You fairy. And one for Rich Wells. Oh, you know who I gained a lot of respect for? I saw on Biography Channel, which I never knew this about him before. Who's that? Uh, Humphrey Bogart. Oh, really? Because when they started the Army McCarthy, uh, not the Army McCarthy, but the uh, uh, red-baiting McCarthy uh, witch hunts mm-hmm. in the early 50s, mm-hmm. all that red-baiting and all that uh, blacklisting of people right. in Hollywood and all the uh, anti-Semitic and crap, uh, Humphrey Bogart went on with Ed Morrow. Then he played the audio of the, uh, oh, he was, uh, he had some balls, man. He really spoke out. He was well, great. Good. Nice going, Humphrey, there, okay? Gained a lot of respect. It wasn't just that rolling the steel balls in his hand. He had other balls. There was the strawberry sheet. Yeah, and so, he had the strawberries. Uh, I might have to watch what, uh, Casablanca now based on that. Maybe. Or you not. must remember this. A chicken cannot piss. Five six seven oh five sixty pound. Oh, look at that. 11.14 already. How can it be 11.14? Uh-huh. See, I'm getting carried away. It's flying by. Time is flying right by. Before we know it, it'll be Friday, and then the ball will be in your court for a long, long time. Oh, Most my of the time. God. You know, Comcast is acting different, and soon your TV is going to be doing the same. Comcast now offers more choice and control than ever before with Comcast Digital Cable and DVR. Pause and rewind live TV with just a touch of a button. Just touch it. Never miss a moment in the big game. Again, with the instant replay button, you can easily record your favorite shows for an entire season and make television fit your schedule. Is the phone ringing? Pause live TV, talk all you want, and restart your show right where you left off. No problem. You won't miss a thing. Plus, there's no expensive equipment to buy or long-term contracts to sign. Call 1-800-COMCAST today and get Comcast Digital Cable and HBO for just $29.99 a month for three months. Add a DVR for just $9.95 more a month. Call 1-800-COMCAST today and change the way you watch TV forever. 1-800-COMCAST. When it comes to sports, we're the authority. Sports Radio 560. Randy. What? Hello, Randy. What? Are you listening to me? No. Now, see here. I ain't never said no. Now, get through here, boy. Boy, I'm about to be saying doy. I ain't never said no. Look at the boy. The minute you do 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 Howard David show with no announcer. <laughs> Something to think about. 
Absolutely. 5670560, pound 560 in the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. Somebody I trash you like. That's the poll question today. Anna Kornikova, Bill Maher, they seem to be right up there on top. Although Phil Henry is... Uh, Are you sure? Phil's making a move. You see that? He's going to pass Mo like he's uh, sitting still, like he's laying in a prone position. Take a look at that. Oh, yeah. Uh, in fact, he already uh, is right on Randy's ass. He's got 15, Randy's 17, and Mo has got 19. Notice how they're all like, kind of lumped in there together? Mm-hmm. WQAM, hello. Uh, Neil, a person you've trashed for years, uh, your good friend, Joe Zagacki. Joe Zagacki. You like Joe. How do you think he does a good job? I love Joe, especially when he does a show on his own. He, he really prepares well, I think. Okay, thank you so much. Okay, that was Joe's boyfriend calling in. I wonder if his wife knows about that. Huh? Come on, he really prepares a lot. Oh, my! Oh, my! Good guy, but uh, weak. 5670560. Oh, Get Joe Zagacki on there right away, okay? He's on there. WQAM, hello. Ah, good morning. Yes, sir. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, you were talking about you were having trouble with uh, getting on some of these news sites that wanted uh, you to register and everything. Right. There's a bypass for it. Good. Bug me not. Oh, yeah, somebody mentioned it. What is it called, bug me not? Right. Just do a Google on uh, bug me not, and it'll come up with the installation procedure for... Um, so once you do that, it automatically bypasses all that registration crap? Right. It puts in a You can see some names in it. It uses whoever uh, registered the name with there, whatever they registered with it. And some of the names are just funnier than hell. Okay. Okay, thanks a lot, Pally. Sure thing. See Bug me not. Got it? Got it. The Herald especially. They got some there putting a registration thing on it for that crappy website that they've got. You ought to be paying us to take a look at that, you idiots at the Herald. That's the worst piece of swill. I'm going to say it for the 85th time. If you want to know what's going on in South Florida as far as uh, Internet, Sun Sentinel changes the website. If there's any kind of a breaking story, they put it on there immediately, if not much sooner. The Herald may, well, maybe they'll get around to it once they're finished feeding Barry, you know, spoon-feeding him his, his uh, Wheatina. God, are they pathetic. Think the paper sucks. Just look at their website. And just take a look at Jim DeFeedy next time you see his ass on TV. They, well, was that last week or the week before I mentioned that? Must have been last week because I don't oh. remember it. I'm on vacation in Europe, and there was some South Florida story. I forget which one of those grotesque stories was going on, but it's always a Florida thing. And they had him on CNN International, and he, I mean, his face weighs about 600 pounds, and it was like unshaven. It looked like they just dragged him with a crane out of a, hum a humongous dumpster. You have never seen anything like Jim DeFeedy. So no wonder he keeps you writing that. Well, the Herald used to be a good paper, and now I work here, you know, like that. WQAM, hello. Great show, Neil. It's okay, good. WQAM, hello. Hey Neil, how's it going? Yes, sir. Uh, uh, listen, I went to see that uh, that movie this weekend, Mister Miss Smith. You seen that yet? No. Yeah, uh, well, I had real low expectations. Was uh, Angelina Jolie in that one in the basement? Huh? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, I went in with real low expectations. It actually turned out to be not so bad. Um, but I got to tell you, that Angelina Jolie, smoking, smoking, yeah. my friend. Um, he was smoking. So I just wanted to share that with you. I think you should see it. Okay, thanks a lot. That would do it for me. If Angelina Jolie is smoking in there, I'm going to go see her smoke it. Smoking what? Whatever. Whatever she can get her hands on. As soon as she gets out of that thing down there with the dog in the basement. 5670560. Oh, <laughs> Pound 560 in the Verizon and Singular Wireless Lines. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, one for the poll. Yes, sir. Uh, Paul Castronovo and Brewer. Paul and old Ron. 
Yeah, I love them, and you, you trash them all the time. And deservedly so. Okay, thank you so much. Old Paul and Young Ron, what do you say? Get them on in now. Had a, they had a big book and a big trend, which goes to show you when they have no uh, competition in the uh, non-sports entertainment category there in the morning, they were, uh, they, they're doing it. So Zeta went Spanish, so Opie and, uh, and uh, Dopey uh, disappeared, Lex and uh, Drex, whatever they were, and uh, Stern, of course, vanished for obvious reasons, and that's it. So they got, they got that whole playing field of themselves. Mm -hmm. They're no Phil Lassman, though. That's for damn sure. As a matter of fact, in honor of that, because I never played this. It's kind of cute. We, who is this? Phil Lassman. Who is Binky? A, a Binky. Who is Binky? Binky is, uh, was someone's kid. I forget who. Oh. Well, that's cute. Uh, nothing worse than using people's kids like that, like a prop. Like Petey Lenny. By the way, you owe an apology to Petey Lenny. was fat boy all along. Okay. <laughs> no, seriously. That was uh, so embarrassing. Well, not really, because Petey Lenny, he had his annoying moments, too. Oh, I got something great. Do you? Oh, man. It's not what I heard. Now, what was I talking about the other week about uh, great product? Oh, it's the Flavor Wave Oven. Flavor the toys will be showing up I'm today excited, sometime. Make sure that Josh doesn't steal yours and give it to uh, Daddy for our Father's Day. Why'd you, tell him, why'd you tell him? I, before you came in, you already told me. Make sure you get your... Yeah. Anyway, I got another great new product. Okay. Not good. Great. And okay. it's probably that not, not that new. Maybe Delights carries it. You know, our friend Alan over at Delights. Carb Solutions. Carb Solutions what? They have... I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get them out of the refrigerator so I can talk about it rather intelligently after the break. They have, and I don't care what anybody says, believe you me. In fact, I got a story on diabetes later, which I know is very boring, but boy, it's important. And uh, keeping those blood sugar levels nice and low is even more important than your blood pressure and a lot of other things. And that's, that's the problem when you're diabetic, is keeping that uh, blood sugar down, getting anything that's got some taste. They've got salad dressings. Is, um, I'll, I'll get them out. Okay. With almost no carbs. And they've also got like a steak sauce. And now that I've got that flavor wave and I'm making my burgers and steaks all the time, uh, you know, those carbs add up when you're using like A1 or regular steak sauce. Some of those are loaded with sugar, like Peter Luger's, for example. Oh, yeah. Great tasting, but loaded with sugar. Very sweet. Carb solutions, good stuff. 27 after 11 at QAM, I'm sure you're familiar with Anthony Caliendo, the main man at Acceptance Capital Mortgage. Before you call any other mortgage company, Berkeley, let the main man tell you what you didn't know. Most banks only work with, she is such a stiff, it's just unbelievable. Most banks only work with three different mortgage products, and if your credit is less than absolutely perfect, you're going to get turned down. You're going to hear that obnoxious two-letter word. No. If you're not working with the right lender, the chances of getting approved are maybe 50-50. So do yourself a big favor, call right now and get you the deal that you want that you're looking for. Call one 483 loan that's 1-888-483-LOAN. And let the main man and his team put you in a mortgage that meets your needs. Avoid going to the wrong lender. Maybe being turned on because you called the wrong number. Call the main man, Anthony Caliendo, at Acceptance Capital Mortgage Toll-Free, 1-888-483-LOAN. And every time they close a loan, a portion is donated to kids in distress. So if you want the right deal, why would you want to call anybody else? Avoid the old bait and switch. Get precisely the mortgage deal you're shopping around for. Call Anthony Caliendo, everybody's main man today, at one 888 483 loan. When it comes to entertainment, we've got the theme. Biggest personality. Books on Tape presents Madonna's first children's book. I do not like green eggs and ham. I do not like to make love to more than six guys at a time. I will not eat them in a train. I will not eat. Breakfast off of Drew Carey's ass crack. I will not eat them for a million years. 
but I would eat Britney Spears. Madonna's book on tape. It made me jealous. And monkeys might fly out of my butt. It's 11.32, 28 till noon at QA, and uh, I gave you the wrong name. This I said car- Carb Solutions? Yeah. There is something called Carb Solutions. I think we used to have it on air, didn't we? Or maybe it was something that uh, Alan was uh, peddling. Sounds That's familiar. not the right name. Carb Options. Okay. And something I just discovered, in fact, these are uh, the little bit of sweetness or whatever amount of sweetness they got uh, with Splenda. No sugar. Got it. Oh, no, got I it. see sugar was listed on the ingredient, but it must be a little teeny tiny amount. For example, the... Uh, the steak sauce, carb option steak sauce, fat-free, and 1.1 grams of carbs per tablespoon, which is very, very minimal. Most of them have got like four, six, seven. Good stuff, too. In fact, I'm going to start drinking some of this right out of the bottle during the show. All right, drag it. And they also have a spaghetti sauce, which I haven't bought yet, a tomato sauce, which is a low-carb. And they, now, the thing that I found pretty interesting, I just discovered, are looking at these bottles. Mm-hmm. The uh, steak sauce is made by Noor. You know, K-N-O-O-R-R, the... Um, right, with the dots on it or something? They, they make, like, the soups, you know, packaged soups, stuff like that, Nor. Right. That's by Unilever. Dutch. But the uh, the salad dressings are made by Hellman's. You know, like Hellman's mayonnaise? Huh. Well, I like Hellman's. Yeah, but they're, but they're still carb options, so I don't, I don't know how that I works. I guess they and contract out. Whatever. Less than one gram of carbs per portion of the uh, salad dressings. There's a sweet tomato... Uh, vinaigrette that is absolutely out of this world. Per serving, point, 0.5 grams of carbs. Half a gram. They got some fat, but who the hell, nobody cares about fat if they're really uh, worried about their blood sugar. And the uh, ranch, which ordinarily I don't like ranch dressing all that much, but this is outstanding. I could just chug it uh, out of the bottle here. I might. <laughs> 0.2 grams, 0.2, which is almost none. I'll check it out. Of carbs. Carb options. Good stuff. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty in the Verizon Singular Wireless Lines. WQAM, hello. Yeah, I want to talk to Neil. Yes, sir, speaking. Oh, yeah, let me ask you something. Uh your poll, are you talking about people on the radio who you don't like? Somebody Neil crashes. It could be somebody on a radio, it could be an actor, a singer, oh, an actress, okay. a uh Okay, well about fifty seven years ago I've been listening to you. Yeah. And I uh, used to have someone by the name of the bird. Yeah. I want I want to add him to the poll. When did I ever trash the bird? Oh, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh. Let me read it again. Who best fits this description? In fact, here's the poll question. Name some people. Okay. You were you were right. Yeah. Just give us a, a, a bunch of names. That's who right. best fits That's this description? Somebody Neil trashes who I like a lot. Now, if it was George Trashes, then, then the bird might want to be on there, right? I only ever saw or Rick Riley, who I, I mentioned last week while you were on vacation that you really do hate him like poison and spice. Don't let anything you say. Whatever. Five six seven oh five sixty, and not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm not knocking you for that. It's I know just, it's it just about happens to be not true, but pound no, five sixty in the variety, but it's more exciting if we say it. Pound five sixty in the Verizon singular wireless line spices it up a little bit, and the public out there go, "Oh, did you hear that?" Blah, 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 like that. Blah, blah, blah. Let's yeah. pick up some more stuff too. They like around. crap, you know. I know. Hey, am Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Like about that game with no announcers. Yes, sir. How about uh, a hint for you? I've seen fire and I've seen rain. Oh, James Taylor. Not so close to lunchtime. James Taylor, put him on there. We will. Look at that. we got almost a flat-footed tie. Why do they call it that, a flat-footed tie? You ever heard that expression? Yeah, a flat-footed tie. I don't know. 
I guess because flat feet are like uh, even you know, Steven. I, I bought a dictionary of cliches, and it's just in the bookcase. I should bring it into here. Yeah, flat-footed time. Because it has all the origins of all that crap. Oh, and yesterday, or at least sometime over the weekend, I guess it was maybe Saturday, in the College World Series, they had a walk-off balk. I beg your pardon. Did you see that, Josh? I did not. Arizona State, they were like trying to, uh, there was a runner on third base, they were trying to walk the batter intentionally to get to the next hitter for the third out. Well, it doesn't matter, they won, they beat Cal State Fullerton in the series. Will you listen to me? Okay, go ahead. And the umpire called a balk, and there was a huge argument about it because they didn't see no balk, but he was just trying to throw a ball for intentionally, and the umpire said it was a balk and a winning run scored. So wow. I like that, a walk-off balk. I, I, I was joking about that. Did they dropped the walk-off balk? Huh? Did they say that? If you let me think. Boy, you are just out of control, man. I'm, I'm asking. Must be that flavor wave oven. You're what? It's the BLT. That must be it. I just keep chewing. Uh, I, I said that to somebody after I heard that. I said, well, maybe they'll be calling that a walk-off balk. And sure enough, yesterday when they were doing like the uh, results, they said, oh, yeah, in the uh, College World Series, it was a walk-off balk. And I went, like that. Bill Maher, 104, Anna Kornikova, 101. They are like almost dead even side by each nose to nose. And then it's way down to Steely Dan with 67. See that? I do. It's a big drop off. WQAM, hello. How about that crazy reverend? WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Why don't you try to go a day without having some stupid pole? No, no chance. Please? No way. Why don't you try to go and get it out of the show? It, be, it would be better for your life because you obviously don't like the show, so why don't you find a no, hobby? No, no, just a find a hobby. Find a girlfriend. Find a boyfriend. Find a blow up doll. Oh, come on. Find a dead reindeer. Get out of our lives. Why don't you try to be a dead reindeer? We're, we seem to be doing just fine, okay? We're kicking big, smelly, fat ass, but you're just another one of these misfits out there wants to tell us how to do the show. We're doing okay. Did the show for years without a pole, if you want. Yeah, we did the show for 80 years without one, and now we're making up for lost time, okay? In addition to which, if we didn't have poles to build on here, we'd have a lot more calls like you, which I could live without. <coughs> you know, the South Florida, <coughs> that message. Yeah. As usual, they know what they don't like, but he's got right. exactly. no suggestions, nothing He positive. listens every day, and we've been doing a poll how many years now? About 30, man. How many years we've been doing? Why, this one time, I'll do whatever I want, okay? How about the seven months I did the show without not? Uh, I don't even know if we did a poll back then. No, you did no polls, no, no calls. No, we did no polls, we did no calls. Just did the show all by myself, four hours a day, reading stuff, rambling and reading, R&R, reading and rambling. And so now I do re uh, reading and calling. So we can get great intellectual yeah. callers like yours on the air. somebody else now. Thank you for your call. WQAM, hello. How you doing, Neil? Pretty good, Pally. Listen, for years and years, I thought that suit company was called Knorr also, but honest to God, it's called Knorr. No, it's not. Yeah, I'm not making it up. I'm not a goofball. One, one more thing. No, it's You're not. You're not obsessed enough with Mo Howard. Yeah, okay. WQAM, hello. Yeah, Neil, how you doing, buddy? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, I want to comment and then add one to the poll. Go right ahead. I wanted to, my comment on Bill Maher. Do you watch his, did you watch the show during the I season? I wouldn't watch his show if you paid me by the, by the millisecond. Well, it's funny because I feel that I can't stand the guy. Yeah. But he's got such good guests on that I like to watch the show. No, I don't. I don't watch uh, Bill Maher. There's uh, Tom Hanks on the poll. Tom Hanks, okay, there's a good one. I bet you Tom Hanks has a few people who like him. 
I, I do like Tom Hanks as an actor, and you oh. trash him regularly. I hate him like poison. Okay, thanks a lot, pal. Take care, bud. Can't stand Tom Hanks. Man, you talk about being like a little uh, overdone. Wow. I'm trying to yeah. think of somebody who makes more movies every month than he does. What does he make? How many movies a month? About 30, man. Oh, he takes himself been... so serious. He was okay when he was a silly person, when he was a goofball. Doing comedy. You, you know what big. it would be like? It would be like if Jim Carrey started trying to do, like, serious drama. He did. As a matter of fact, there was a show, the uh, I guess it was on VH1, where they were showing all these comedians who tried to do drama, and they brought right. that up. He did uh, The Majestic, I guess, was his drama movie. Yeah. And it was supposed to be just... Horrible, just horrendous. It went over like uh, Halavai in Ethiopia. Like that Mo Howard announcement. Uh, oh, yeah. like the announcement about the uh, the uh, no announcer on the Dolphin yeah. Games. And Nick Saban's going to be doing the non-announcement. Wow. I mean, if, if you could have heard, now Josh can verify this. I mean, I really plugged that very enthusiastically because we thought we had like a little bit of scoop. Yeah, right. Like when Hank comes up with something that nobody mm -hmm. knows and he has the scoop on something, we, uh, you know, thought we had the exclusive. And then he gets suspended. But we thought we had the exclusive on it, and then I'll come out to find out. I mean, just, if I was to say a lame attempt at humor, that would be the understatement of, the, of all time, of the millennium. It's just, it's just so grotesque and so pathetic, so tragic, so Bush League, so juvenile. Juvenile. You know what I mean, Mo? For an old guy like you to be after that juvenile, maybe you go through like a second childhood. When it comes to entertainment, with the sewer of this place. With pause and give thanks and praise to God and say a prayer that Michael Jackson will have the ability and strength to moonwalk his way to justice. It is my hope that Michael not suffer the complication of condemnation, the aggravation of accusation, the inspiration without the intimidation. Let us instead implement rationalization, not segregation, for reconciliation and reexamination and reevaluation. A reconsideration for revitalization, a classification of presentation and correlation, and misappropriation demoralization for Michael. I will answer your questions now. Yes. I'm sorry, what did you say? <laughs> oh, I love it. That's your boy Jesse, the uh, great opportunist. I mean, what has he got to do with that whole thing? What is he doing there? What does he have what to do with anything? What is he doing there? Is it a racial thing? I hardly think so. It's a camera thing. Oh, that's what it is. It's a camera thing. Okay, what do we got so far? Who best fits this description? Somebody Neil trashes. I like a lot, and I'm pretty peeled about it, too, Neil. Too bad. Bill Maher, 111, Anna Kornikova, 107, Steely Dan, 69, George W, 47, that's uh, down to 8.3% of this audience still are too stupid to get it. Geldy, 40, Randy Rhodes, 29. Well, I don't think I trash her enough. In fact, I'm going to start doing it, seeing the response we got on that. Let's start trashing her every day. Okay. Mel Gibson, 25, Phil Henry, 24. Are you sure? Uh-huh. 24. Can't understand it. Well, Howard David had tied with Phil, 24. Don't see any similarities there. Maybe the same haircut. Pink Floyd, 15. The Pope, 15. Spencer Tracy, 13. Bill O'Reilly, 8. Whoopi Goldberg, 7. Dave Van Boring, 6. Paul and Old Ron, 5. Joe Zagaki's got 4. Rush Limbaugh, 4. Miss Matt Drudge, he's got 3 now. You fairy! Tom Hanks, 2. Rich Waltz, 2. James Taylor, uh, Solamente Uno, 561. If we could get to 600 and some votes by uh, the top of the hour, we could make our 1,000 a day, Josh. Wouldn't that be great in the middle of the summertime during the dog days when we know everybody's out of town? That would be quite an accomplishment, quite a feather in our cap or in our... Uh, Rectum. Somewhere. Yeah, it would, but it's not going to happen. 
You are so negative. We, we didn't get a thousand votes once last week, did we? We never tried. We never had a chance. Well, first of all, because I see the reason that happens. See, you don't understand something. When you sneak in that extra poll in there between like eight and uh, whatever. Yeah, but we, you know. And then, no, listen to me. And then you start over again. You start with a fresh number. Now, this one started at eight o'clock. I mean, if, if we just started this yeah. poll when the, the show started the like we used to, uh, there's no chance because they're just they're just not that many. There's not that many people to choose from right now. It's dog days, man. Don't you know that? In fact, George was telling me this morning about the great driving over the weekend because there's oh. nobody on the road. Not at least in Hollywood. It's all right. Yeah. Well, there's problems in Hollywood. They got real tourists over there. That's what Ma would say if she were here today. Boy, she'd have her own Publix right there across the street. What a shame, you know. I told her, quit uh, griping and bitching so much. Quit being such a kvetch. She wouldn't listen to me. A staff paper prepared for British Prime Minister Tony Blair eight months before the invasion of Iraq concluded that U.S. military officials were not planning adequately for a post-war occupation, says the Washington Post. A post-war occupation of Iraq could lead to a protracted and costly nation-building exercise, authorities of the briefing memo wrote, according to the Post. And isn't this the president said we're not into nation-building? That's what he said. You know what that was? A lie? Uh, oh, a, a pack. pack of lies. As already made clear, the U.S. military plans are virtually silent on this point. Washington could look out to us to share a disproportionate share of the burden, it said. The eight-page memo was written in advance of the July 23, 2002 meeting at Blair's Downing Street offices. It said the memo and other internal British government documents were originally obtained by Michael Smith of the London Sunday Times. The Post said the introduction of the memo, Iraq conditions for military action, said U.S. military planning for action against Iraq is proceeding apace, but that little thought has been given to, among other things, the aftermath and how to shape it. And, boy, are we seeing that right now. Hence, all of these innocent dead people on both sides, on all sides. I mean, how in the world can... What have we got on there so far? Uh, 8%, 8.5% of this audience still uh, love George Bush. Based on what? Based on the way he's trying to siphon your Social Security money and give it to all his corporate friends on the stock market? Is that what it is? That must be it. Huh? Based on his tremendous success we're having in Iraq? Right. <laughs> Pathetic. 1,701 dead people based on... A pack of lies. But, of course, it had nothing to do with the sexual hanky-panky, so, therefore, no impeachment yet. Right. But we're starting to get the rumblings of it. You know what I mean? Like, after you have, like, a big, heavy meal or eat certain foods, you uh -huh. start getting them rumblings that gurgle down under. You know what I'm saying? The gurgle. That's what we're starting to hear now. Read about it, hear about it, starting to make a little bit. And then, of course, thank goodness for Howard Dean. Maybe he's the one that's going to whip up enough crap now to, like, uh, get some stuff flying. Instead of this just kind of sitting back. I'd rather see stuff flying than hear all this lying, is the way I look at it. We hear enough lying working at QAM where we always get it. A pack of lies. Which is our speciality. Just ask Greg. He'll tell you. Don't believe him, though. 5670560, oh, pound 560 in the Verizon and singular wireless lines. Getting some sensational calls today. These are my favorites. These are my favorite moments. Us and the callers. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing today, my friend? Pretty damn good so far. Listen, Neil, I, I think your judgment's usually impeccable. What do you got against Mr. James Taylor, Mr. Mello? That, that's it. I can't stand him. It's like uh, syrup. You know, everybody likes a little bit of syrup, but when you put too much of it, like on your banana split, it just makes you want to pass out. It makes you swoon. Mellows you right out of the universe. Yeah, he, I just can't stand him. It makes me nauseous. Neil, like I Carly, Carly Simon says she agrees, by the way. Yeah, Big, big Lift almost put him in the funny farm, I heard. 
Um, Neil, have you heard the uh, the latest on uh, the government having trouble getting guys to go over to Iraq now? Yes. Do you think the big D is next, the D-R-A-F-T? No, I, I think they're going to have to bail out before we get to that. That, that would the, the public would, uh, he definitely would be impeached at that point. You know, I'm shocked. If, we, if they start drafting kids to go over there, I mean, they're letting people sign up as old as 42 now, for crying out loud. If they start uh, sending kids over there in the draft based on a war on lies, you know damn well he's out. He's done. 42. I just turned 43. Woo! Oh, boy, you just, thank goodness for you, man. No, I, I, ain't, fighting, I ain't fighting for that bush. Listen, uh, Neil, one more thing, guy. Yeah. Love your show. Keep telling the truth. Somebody's got to tell it. Okay, pal. I see you. Five six seven oh five six. Y'all, why do we have to do that stupid poll? You know. Yeah. <coughs> Always have something to bitch about, complain about. They make me seem like Mister Pleasant by comparison. This is only a radio show. Right. Off the air, I happen to be a pretty easy to get along with pleasant guy. A pussy cat. Right. Five six seven oh five. What do I keep giving the number for? Because it kills some good time. Because yeah. I realize that after that, it's only four more of these minutes. That long protracted three months of oh pleasure. Even if I lost my ass every day that I went up to Woodbine all summer long, it would still be just such a, oh, sensational. And I don't think that's going to happen because Saturday, man, there was a noticeable loosening over there. They better start loosening up, Pally. Going to get those get those government people in there again. Get those, uh, maybe the RCMP, the Royal Canadian Mounties will be in there mounting it. You think? <laughs> WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, ma'am. Um, the only problem with uh, impeaching Bush is that Dick Cheney will be president, right? Yeah, well, that is, uh, that's a point. And that's worse, almost. Although he really is president now, anyway. Yes. And do you have Orlando Algeri on your poll? No, I do not. Okay. So I've I really said that he's rock solid. I like, I like Orlando. Okay, well, somebody's got to. And I think he's great. Bye. Thanks. Bye. She thinks he's great. You know who she's talking about? Rock solid. The big O. Let's get the big O on there. You can put it on his, uh, however you want. I mean, probably the big O would be easier unless you think you can spell his last name. Five, six, seven. George can probably spell it for you. Yeah, I know how. Now, here's that story. So do I. It's I on the that... schedule. I beg your pardon? It's on the schedule. So he Oh, that's it. right. Very easy. It is right there on the schedule. And look at the way he spells that with, like, 17 U's. It looks like Paraguay, doesn't it? It Your does way like and Paraguay. Paraguay. And my way. Rock solid. You are gay. Oh, God, that's what it says on there. You are, uh... You fairy. Oh. Yay. Will you listen to this? I know you're not diabetic yet. No, you won't. Neither one of you. Well, maybe okay. I think Josh will be. He keeps eating all this food, all this no. crap that you keep feeding him. Never. Never. Fat, diabetic. No. The bad news is, before I get to this story, you know, uh, Tropical Storm Arlene, which I'm sure you know, uh, they were predicting that that was going to come right up here where I'm sitting now. We're going to get, like, a whole bunch of rain, which we needed badly to clean out this smog. It's been, like, in the mid-80s and humid. Now, it doesn't bother me. Don't take me wrong. But it's been uh, for, like, ten days in a row now, many, many days. And so the one thing you need when you get that, you know, when the dense uh, gets all smog, is like a real good rain to, like, clean out the air and, like, uh, lower the humidity. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. And they're showing it right now, as a matter of fact. To see how it all develops. It's, it's going up. It's not going east. It's quite as far east as they were predicting. And so it's going up like Kansas City and Chicago and uh, Minneapolis and up through there. And uh, I don't think we're going to get any of it. When you want it to rain, it won't rain. Jesus Christ Almighty. We, we need a really good, like a downpour, like wild thunderstorms. That would, like, knock my uh, stuff off here for the rest of the week. That would do a uh, rain dance. No, seriously, it, it's not going to happen, which pisses me off. 
Because I was expecting, don't, don't you every once in a while, and of course I shouldn't say this for you people here, because every day now it's been raining like crazy. Look at that Phoenix, it's only going to be 104 today. But once in a great while, you like a really great downpour, just kind of like clear everything mm -hmm. out of the sure, air. get the dust and out then after it finishes, you walk outside, <sighs> like it's a real machaya. Can I get to this diabetic story? All right, if you must. I'm telling you, I, okay, you know what, I won't, I won't do it. It's important stuff. If you're diabetic. Muy importante. Listen, knowing the fat slobs that we got listening to this show, either now or very soon they're going to need this information. I'm right. just telling you, it could be a lifesaver. I realize it's not important. I'll think about it during the break. When it comes to entertainment, it's Mark Morgan. It's the 12 to 1 hour on QAM. Listen very carefully to the ending on this bit, okay? Okay. I look like a beach whale washed up on shore. Pull the plug there. Yeah. Isn't that incredible or what? Maybe he just uh, ate so much. I'm dying out of here. You know, just like in Fanso. Did you see last week while you were on vacation, poor Anne Bancroft died. That was bad. Yeah, I saw that one. We love Anne Bancroft. It's going to happen to everybody. And sooner or later, it catches us all. But, and I was really surprised that they said almost nothing about Mel Brooks. I don't know why. You ate the only. I mean, she was so great. Huh? When you think that they would have, like when Gilda Radner died, we kept hearing about Gene, uh, what's his name, Over Wildman. Wild man. Mm-hmm. Wilder. Somebody says Jerry Seinfeld on the poll, which is a very good choice because they're actually amazing. I I'm shocked by this. There actually are people out there who like Jerry Seinfeld and think that he's funny. 
Mm-hmm. Which to me is just why you like Jerry Seinfeld. Well, I like the show in the day, but ah, I don't want to go. I don't want repeats. That is just shocking to me. And he wasn't the uh, the one that was funny on the show. It was everybody else. Man, he just uh, gives me spilkies. Anyway, get him on there right away. He'll get a lot of votes. Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, that show was so big. Okay, whatever you say. Diabetics control glucose, lower cardiac risk. This is in USA Today today. Today. Early intensive treatment to keep blood sugar levels close to normal in people with diabetes can cut their risk of cardiovascular disease by about 50% and the risk of heart attack and stroke by 57%. Much better results than those achieved by any cholesterol or blood pressure drug researchers reported yesterday. The finding, which was presented at a meeting of the American Diabetes Association, adds to mounting evidence that the sooner and more aggressively diabetes is treated, the lower the risk of serious long-term complications. It's pretty astounding, ADA Scientific Director Richard Kahn says of the study results. This is just major. No other study has shown an effect of glucose control on cardiovascular disease. The clinical trial involved people with type 1 diabetes, but there's no reason to uh, think that tight glucose control might not be a benefit to the type 2 population, says study co-chair David Nathan, Director of Clinical Research at Massachusetts General, but that hasn't been shown in the study yet. Type 2s average 30 years older than type 1s at diagnosis often have other heart risk factors such as high blood pressure and obesity, (laughs) says. The study involving 1,375 patients is a follow-up to the Diabetes Control and Complications Trial, which began in 1983. Participants were given standard care or more intensive treatment, which meant more frequent daily blood testing and insulin injections. Results of that study reported in 93 show that patients who kept tight controls of blood sugar or glucose for about six and a half years had much lower risk for eye, kidney, or nerve damage years later, even if their blood sugar levels rose. The new data showed that even more than 10 years after the initial study period, those in the group that kept close control of blood sugar levels early on are less likely to have suffered heart disease. How do you like that? Okay. So, in other words, uh, when in doubt, keep checking it out. Get that, uh, get that thing out. Your AccuCheck. Check, that is. Uh, I and then there's all these other different models, 80 million different brands. Oh, gee, but then you've got to keep sticking your finger. Oh, brother, people who say that. You know, it's like the Todd Drex school of wussifying. Oh, I, I want to find out about my cholesterol, but I'm so afraid to get my blood drawn. <laughs> I guess yeah. dying is, you know, that's no sweat. Right. Five six seven oh five sixty. I'm just telling you, keep those. take your blood sugar several times a day, those of you who are either pre-diabetic or diabetes, eat one or two, okay? And keep that baby down. Don't be running out there eating that damn ice cream and thinking you can get away with it. And Josh will be very proud to know what day is it. Monday, let's see, 7, 8, 9. This is the 10th consecutive day, no ice cream for this kid. Yeah, why don't you tell George what you told me about how long you're not going to eat it. Oh, until the week after uh, Labor Day when I come back on the air. Okay. I mean, five days a week. What? Yeah, a guy who eats a liter of ice cream at a time ain't going to eat it that long. (laughs) I got This is my 10th day. Oy vey. What do you say? Put a lock on it. Time lock. Oh, in other words, you don't believe me either? I have my doubts. You well, you see, you should know better than that because you know that I, re- I. Oh, that's right. You weren't there last week. Mm-mm. Well, early in the week, I thought I was dying over there. I mean, I sat, a week Uh-oh. ago Saturday, I woke up and I thought either I had a heart attack in my sleep or I was like on the verge of having one. I had all this agita, and it turned out I think I'm going to get checked out, but I'm pretty sure that it was another ugly episode of my irritable bowel. Okay. And you should know about that. Yeah, I do. I had a, another relapse. Sure. Well, let me tell you right now, and of course. It was really, first of all, it was started out by that meal in Florence, I think, that hummingbird egg that I had. 
But then it was really a spite by a meal I had at Woodbine, which I wouldn't wish that food on anybody, on Hitler. And then two days before last Saturday, on Thursday, about two hours before I went to bed, I had a pint of Haagen-Dazs banana nut. Two okay. hours before I went to bed. Now, can you imagine the cocktail of uh, yeah. disgusting stuff going on in my gut? And I woke up Saturday, and I thought to myself, I'm dying over here. And so, yeah. he, so what I started to say was, you should know, I, I respond very well to, like, life-threatening situations. Wake-up calls. You actually right. wake up. Exactly. And unfortunately, you know, I've been really lucky. I had the two minor strokes, and after each one of them, because at IOD, back when the first one came, I weighed 240 pounds. I was bigger than a house. I was bigger than in a condo complex. Mm -hmm. And so I lost a lot of weight real fast. I, I've stayed pretty much at that around the 190-ish for quite a long time, with a few lapses in between. A few laps? Yeah. So that's, that's my thing. No ice cream until, uh, and he doesn't believe me. He's like, <laughs> like that. Not only no ice cream, none of that refined carbohydrate crap. All good. That, that's why I was so excited to find that carb, what is it again, carb? Uh... Carb options. Options. I wrote it down. I'm going to look for it. You ought to check that out. They, they, no, it, just, uh, all the little things like most, that you can do. Most of that little carb stuff, I don't have to tell you how it tastes like crap. Yeah, no, thank you, yeah. But this is good tasting stuff. Well, good. Yeah, you know, it's Every little bit, you know, if you can just wean the sugar out of your life one exactly. thing at a time. Oh, here's a good one. Radio show is weak, but his books are great. Al Franken, <laughs> oh, yeah. who I noticed got tossed out of some uh, talk show. Uh, did you read that article? No. I don't know if I put it on the site or not. I didn't not. watch anything. I didn't read anything. Uh, you know, that stupid talk show magazine where all these idiots uh, stand around and pat each other on the back. Oh, yeah, talkers. So he got up there, bah, 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 and he went on. And they finally shouted him off the stage because he wouldn't shut up already. And he started, almost broke into tears. Al Franken, give him on there right away. <laughs> give me a break. Jerk. Iron Mike says his career is over. Does anybody care? No. I am so... Uh, I didn't even mention this to the Humper this morning. Why even bother? Mike Tyson's career apparently ended in yet another shocker to on Saturday when he quit on the stool after taking a beating in a foul-filled... <laughs> yeah, he quit on the stool after yeah, taking a beating in a foul-filled... No comment. Six rounds against unheralded Kevin McBride. Tyson lost for the third time in his last four fights, and once again he faded badly as the rounds went on before deliberately headbutting McBride in a desperate attempt to end the fight in the sixth round. I don't have the stomach for this anymore, Tyson said. I most likely won't fight no more. I'm not going to disrespect this sport by losing this caliber of fighters. But I'll take the money, thank you. Tyson was like uh, Steely Dan. He was out of gas when he was pushed to the canvas. As the sixth round ended, his head stuck between the ropes. He stayed there for several seconds before finally untangling himself from the ropes and wobbling back to his corner. When referee Joe Cortez came by to look at him, his corner told Cortez the fighter could not continue. Cortez then went over and raised McBride's hand in victory while he still sat on his stool. I could have gone on, but I thought I was getting beat, Tyson said. I don't think I have it no more. Oh, God. I mean, enough. Now, was this one of those pay-per-view things, Josh? Of course it was. Oh, God. And some of you idiots that actually paid to watch this crap? Every Tyson fight is a pay-per-view. Tyson was paid. I do like his fried chicken, though. Tyson was paid $5 million for the fight, which was on the low end of persons he's made in his career. After his creditors got $2 million, the IRS got its cut. His ex-wife got seven hundred fifty grand. There wasn't much left for him. Tyson still owes nearly $40 million, and there were plans for him to fight up to seven times to pay off the debt. He says, uh-uh. McBride was paid one hundred fifty grand. So he just keeps fighting these bums and putting on these charades and getting idiots like uh, some of you folks out there uh, sucked in to pay to see this garbage so he can, uh, you know, try to read. This is a guy that's made hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars in his career, and he's broke. Do we feel sorry for him? No, I mean, yeah. forget about the fact that he's a slime ball, the stuff that he's done. 
and all his biting comments, you know? Cute. No, seriously, what, why would anybody, what kind of person pays to watch that garbage? A, a masochist. Somebody who enjoys punishment. Just like the guy to listen to the show that was calling before about the poll. <laughs> Twelve minutes. In fact, wouldn't it be something could we get through one whole day, one four-hour day, without any complaints from no. the callers? In this town? Are you kidding? Do you think that's possible? No. <laughs> no. Twelve minutes after noon, we got Mo Howard David at my close personal friend at two, Mad Dog at four, and then we got uh, Curtis at seven for a little half-hour uh, fill-in there to fill in. Before the Marlins game. Marlins on deck at 7.30. Marlins at the Cubs 8.05 after the ball game. And Wednesday, 1.45, Marlins pregame show from Wrigley Field. If you're in the market for a new car or truck, then stop by Armstrong Ford of Homestead this week. Ford has offered new discounts, and prices right now are well below the market price. Right now at Armstrong Ford, there's financing as low as 0% or rebates of up to six grand or... You can drive away in a brand new Ford and make no payments for six months. The bottom line of all of this is that when you add up the Armstrong Ford discount and the bonus cash incentive from Ford, there is absolutely, positively no better time to buy a new Ford than right now. So pick up that phone and call David Rich, the GM, 305-247-5112. Ask David for the Neal deal. they got a great deal for you on a brand new Ford just if you listen to this show. When you buy from Armstrong Ford Homestead, you'll also get, they're unheard of, but they do it all the time, their exclusive tires and batteries for life program with your vehicle, too. You won't get a better deal on a Ford anywhere. No bait and switch, no phony deals. I'll bet you most life on it right now. Armstrong Ford Homestead, 307-25 South Dixie Highway, 20 minutes south of the 836. Give David Rich a call, 305-247-5112, and ask about that Neil deal, or on the Wicked Web, it's armstrongcars.com. But whatever you do, be sure and stop down this week and save a ton. Drive a little extra and save thousands on that great new Ford at Armstrong Ford of Homestead. When it comes to sports, we're the authority. Sports Radio 560. I want to give you an update of what took place just now off the air, because I think it's important to hear this. Howard just called the radio station, Howard David, who I get along with great. I thought he called me an saying I was trying to stir it up. My point back to Howard is don't listen. Listen to 101.5. Let me see, what age group? 101.5 for Howard, maybe 102.7. Some easily listening love music so you could focus on your wife and your family and the grandkids instead of listening and always calling the radio station. He's becoming Howard the caller, like Howard from Boca. Howard from Boca. It's like, you know. It's okay. So anyway, he's, he's listening. So I just wanted to get the message out. And don't call my show, too, just for a record. Don't call off the air because I don't want to talk to you. And uh, I don't want to hear you on the private line. Congratulations. You know the private line number. That's great. But don't call because you're not coming on this show. You've got, you've got your three hours, five to eight, Monday through Friday. You can talk all you want, but you're not coming on this show. And we'll leave it at that. All right? I got nothing against you. You seem like a decent person, and I know you've been getting a, taking a big hit on the radio station oh, so and everybody go. else, but it's over. Me and you, done. Coming up tonight on Inside the Behind, the True Hollywood Celebrity Music Biography Profile Story. She brought the gentle, relaxing sounds of jazz onto the pop charts. God, like the 80s weren't dull enough. She was Sade. Oh, yeah, that's smooth, all right. Oh, man, this is music to come out of the sauna, too. Damn, Chad, could you wrap it up a little, girlfriend? 
Freaking moron. What were you, drunk, butt munch? No, no, I'm, I was listening to Sade. What? Oh, all right, that one, yeah. Oh, jeez. I didn't mean to yell at you, mister. Oh, that, that's all right. Hey, you can get out of the If they won't refill your Xanax, she'll freaking do. It's a big, juicy, sopping wet look at show business tonight on Inside the Behind. They had me record this part before I fell asleep. From 19 at 560 WQAM, here's the poll so far. Oh, sorry about that. We're doing a poll today. We'll never do it again. <laughs> who best fits this description? Somebody you know trashes who I like a lot. You know, so we didn't have any complaints about the beaded curtain yet. You want to know why? Because it's still there. Right. We got oh, three pictures for today wait. of Natalie, whoever she is. But starting uh, June 23rd, you won't see that beady curtain no more. Anyway, somebody I trashed, they uh, like a lot. Bill Maher, 130. About 30, man. 130 for Bill Maher, that little twerp. Anna Kornikova, 116. Steely Dan, 73, man. Nobody does music like Steely Dan. Thank God. <laughs> George W. Bush, 59, 8.8%. They're creeping and now. He's moving up, uh, back up to the east side. Geldy, 44. Randy Rhodes, 38. You notice how she's right on Geldy's ass now? Is she? Phil Henry, 34. They both passed more like he was, uh, like I said, leaning in the prone position. Mel Gibson, 27. How could anybody like that? Well, what is there to like about him? About Mel? Well, he's been in a lot of good movies, but oh. other than that. Mo Howard David, did, 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 uh, 26. Pink Floyd, 25. The Pope, 18. And I just said the Pope. It could be any. The old Pope, this Pope. Uh, pick a Pope. Any Pope you like. Spencer Tracy, 13. Tom Hanks, 8. Paul and Ron. Paul Castronova and old Ron Brewer, 9. 8. Whoopi Goldberg, 8. And 8. And 8. Dave Van Boring, 8. Bill O'Reilly, 8. James Taylor's got 5. I mean, somebody needs to ask me what I don't like about James Taylor. Oh. Maybe you haven't seen Fire. You haven't seen Rain. Or Rain. Yeah, I'm looking for that Rain. Once I see the Rain, I'll like him a lot better. Uh, George Agaki, five, tied with James Taylor. They both kind of like to look a lot alike. Rush Limbaugh is stuck on four, and that's because this audience hates him like poison. Miss Matt Drudge, she's only got three. You fairy. Al Franken's got a pair. Jerry Seinfeld's got two. The big O's oh. got a pair. Rock solid. And Rich Waltz has two now, tied for last. Out of 668. That's not so great. 674 now, just changing it. We got a shot at that thousand during the show if uh, Josh would lean on it. Yeah, I'll lean on it. Now, what lean time do you think UPS is going to show up with those flavor wave? Because today's supposed to be the day for delivery. I got the. Uh, I don't thing. know. When I got here this morning, I saw a bunch of mail and I, I sorted through it. But uh, yeah, I nobody right through the mail. So yeah, I just keep looking through those envelopes. Maybe maybe they compressed it to get it there real fast. Let's see the order. But a beep, but a boop, but a bop. Have any questions? Uh, what's this? Uh, no, that's not the one. Here it is for Josh Cordes, WQAM. Uh, UPS ground weighs 32 pounds, and that's because there's two of them in there. One for Josh, one for his dad. I mean, one for George. And uh, let's see. was shipped out. Scheduled delivery June 13. What's the date today? Why are you playing that? James Taylor. Just to be annoying? Yeah, yeah. You're succeeding. Hey, listen, like I said, two of those Flavor Wave Deluxe 7, one for Josh and one for his dad. Oh, seriously, you will love it. If you guys don't uh, love that thing, I'm telling you, it's... Uh, it's just a machaya. I'll try it tonight if I can. Yeah, get it. I, I hate to say this because George is the one who gave me the um, 
lean, mean, grilling machine, which, yeah. you know, that was fine at its time. I appreciate it. it was, uh, you know, I like George Foreman a lot. That's a fine little, ma- it's a good machine. Mon. Oh, speaking of it's a good machine, Mon. <laughs> so, my sick mind. Now, you remember I told Hank, uh, we talked about superstitions gamblers have, and about how when I go into the tea room, I, I try to, like, pee in the same urinal all the time. I got my lucky urinal. <laughs> I know it's ridiculous. It's a stupid thing. But gamblers have different superstitions about doing different silly stuff. So anyway, I was standing there on Saturday and thinking to myself, have a shamrock at the bottom of it's it? a good latrine, man. It's a good latrine. <laughs> and I just started chuckling to myself, and people were looking at me. What, what I always you miss if I laugh when I'm doing that. It's a good latrine, man. Anyway, cut the crap. I have a favorite one, too. It's the small one, the one that I can reach. I see. Yeah, the, the short one for little kids. Right. That's they always have one for midgets and little uh-huh. kids and jockeys. Well, they usually don't have a step stool in there, just a stool. How come Hank didn't say anything about the fine race that Jeremy Rosa ran in the Belmont? It saved all the ground. Nice job there, Jeremy, whoever you are. WQAM, hello. I use dinner at... Good, we don't care. WQAM, hello. Hello, George? Yes? Hi. Um, I have, I think, what it is, one of the most perfect people that Neil is always uh, putting down, and I have a... A story why he's putting him down, but uh, Neil doesn't realize it. It's uh, Dick Clark. Why Michael Moore uh, did what he did, how Dick Clark got caught up in all that crap. Dick Clark was uh, almost forced to join the Welfare to Work organization because him being the man that he is. You still there? Yeah. Him being the man that he is. Oh, you're Dick Clark. You've got to show something and help these poor women and this and that. He, he was, his organization was forced, as were many, to participate in that. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they really needed to participate because he needed the extra money from that. He's only got, what, about 85 million? By the way, he'll be dead pretty soon. That's the good news. Okay, put Dick Clark on there so that bitch okay. can vote for him. I'll tell Neil. How do you like that? Well, we know what she likes. Five, six, seven, just uh, listen, don't speak. Listen, every now and then in life it's a good idea. Just listen, don't speak. Five, six, seven, oh, five, sixty. What a pile of garbage that is. Any self-respected human being just... And see, that's why he got the first stroke, didn't do it, and God said, well, guess what? There's another one for you, Dick. And that one, like, uh, made him into, like, a, 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 big, a big strand of asparagus, a stalk into a vegetable, and well-deserved. Yeah, like uh, Dick Clark really needed that place in uh, Detroit or wherever the hell it was. Right. I mean, give me a break, would you please? Remember the restaurant that he opened up there in Bayside? Is that still around? I bet you that's out of business. Uh, I don't remember it. Oh, well, we sure hope it's. I mean, like I said, we love that restaurant. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Whatever it was. <laughs> oh, the food there was spectacular. In fact, after you ate there, you had the most phenomenal, uh, smooth, easy uh, BMs for like months. I, I think it's gone. I think it's long gone. Maybe we ought to check that out with the salesman. In fact, uh, if it's out of business, uh, you better put that on Berkeley's list. You can go cold call it next week. Hey, speaking of calling, maybe you haven't called Dial a Mattress yet. I have no idea what you're waiting for because I've been buying my mattresses from them for years, and they're all the reasons in the world you ought to be doing it. They give you factory direct prices on the top name brands. No garbage, no off brands. And, of course, in the showrooms you see the same stuff for hundreds more than you pay at Dial a Mattress. And they also give you that two-hour window that you pick the date and time for delivery whenever it's convenient for you when you're going to be home and they show up on time. If you want the best customer awarding service from the company ranked number one in overall satisfaction, that's what you ought to do. Call Dial a Mattress like I've been doing for years at 1-800-MATTRESS with same-day delivery all across South Florida, even in Naples and Fort Myers. 
They carry the complete line of all the top names. Sealy, Serta, Simmons, King, Coral, Stearns, and Foster. Be sure and tell them that Jeff High, Fat Boy, uh, told you to call. Of course, you know him. He specializes in a pack of lines. At Dollar Mattress, they're everyday low prices, and deep stock make your shopping a breeze. When you call 1-800-MATTRESS, you'll speak with an expert betting consultant who listens to your needs and will suggest a selling cover level that's perfect for you and what you like to sleep on and how you like to sleep on it. These folks know their stuff inside and out. They don't sell shoes. They don't sell french fries, just beds, so they know betting inside and out. Everybody here at QM sleeps like a baby on a Dollar Mattress bed. You ought to be doing the same. Call them right now, 1-800-MATTRESS. Check them on the web, mattress.com. But whatever you do, get that new mattress the smart, the easy way with one easy phone call. Dial a mattress, 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. Leave off the last S because it stands for stupendous, sensational savings. When it comes to entertainment, we've got the biggest personality. Sports Radio 560. QAM. Even loves Neil Rogers. He's really rocking. In a rocking chair and up to cracker. And multi-millionaires who's beating rocking. So why should anyone care to our Paddock's show? Paddock's show. A happy white guy who's bright and shiny teeth. He's with payola. Like a common thief. And let him go back. He's never out and free. Our Paddock's show. He's the oldest teenage icon on the radio. Paddock's show. He must have had to pick the check up for dinner and he had a stroke. Now that's why he sounds just like Terry Shiver. It may be dying, but he will never leave. They're on a high zone, like the freezer meat. And then we're vibing, just for New Year's Eve. We mark I'm dying over here. Twelve thirty-two, and of course that woman I called before that obnoxious uh, trailer trash lady that was on the phone. I'm sure that she wasn't like trying to get to a racial thing, was she? Oh, I'm sure not. That he had to open that up to like pacify them uh, welfare moms and that whole uh, you know they pressured him yeah. into it. At any rate, uh, all that kind of that, uh, fudge place look kind of the fudgery. Remember that in that movie? <laughs> yeah. The fudgery. <laughs> well, they were just fudge. They really packed it in. Right. Democratic Party Chairman Howard Dean, no fudge in there, said Saturday that positive responses from key supporters have reinforced his determination to keep talking tough, even though some congressional wuss Democrats have suggested he should tone down his, den- his rhetoric. You go, Howie. Don't listen to any of that crap. That's it. People want us to fight, Dean told the National Party's Executive Committee. We are here to fight. Addressing Iowa Party activists later Saturday in Des Moines, he added, We need to be blunt and clear about the things we're going to fight for. I'm tired of lying down in front of the Republican machine. We need to stand up for what we believe in. We can use some of your passion, Representative Leonard Boswell, Democrat of Iowa, told Dean at the Iowa fundraiser. Several Democratic lawmakers distanced themselves from their chairman. Republican officials called on him to apologize after he described the Republicans as pretty much a white Christian party and said many in the GOP never made an honest living, like our fat-ass governor, by the way. After weathering the criticism, he forged ahead with the GOP scolding at the meeting. 
of the Democratic National Committee leaders. He also made some caustic comments about Fox News, although I don't know if that's in, in this one. Yet some Democrats say the former Vermont governor should not remain the center of attention. Privately, people have said they don't want Howard Dean to become the story because they have more important issues to talk about, said Donna Brazil, who managed Al Gore's presidential campaign in 2000. She's, she's been on our list of <coughs> media whores. <coughs> oh, you see, who, you see who finally retired? Although she was on Meet the Press yesterday, she sure didn't leave any uh, grass grow under her feet. Who that? One of your least favorite news anchors from CNN. Darren Kagan. Judy Woodruff. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, that's one, uh, one she step said in the right direction. She said a little prayer, though, before, before she walked away. She said a little prayer. Not walking Praise enough. the Lord. Bitch. One of Dean's predecessors at the DNC, Don Fowler, said the controversy over this statement or that statement is a blip and only a blip. But Fowler complained about leading Democrats who aired their gripes last week. Even if they don't like it, they should have enough sense not to make those comments, Fowler said. Absolutely correct, Don. At the session in the downtown hotel, Dean accused Republicans of trying to suppress the vote, selling access to the White House for lobbyists, and basically being dishonest with the public. Well, you know, that's what they're peddling. A pack of lies. You go, Howie. The reason the Republicans are in trouble is because there are so many cases where they can say one thing and do something else, Dean said. He said Bush's education initiative, the No Child Left Behind program, cuts school spending and a clean environment plan, the Clear Skies initiative, permits more pollution. Well, of course, for their buddies in big business, you bet. A spokesman for the Republican National Committee said Dean would rather sling mud than discuss serious matters. On political fundraising, the DNC trails the Republican Party by more than two to one, despite Dean's reputation as a potent fundraiser. Dean said he's bringing in a million dollars weekly and that $100,000 was received unsolicited from online donors during a 24-hour period in the past week as the Fuhrer over his remarks grew. The Fuhrer over the Fuhrer. Ach, du lieber. Dean has given more than a million dollars from the DNC to state parties. He said the DNC plans to share some of the money Dean raises for the National Party when he's in a state. Both of these moves are winning him support from state party leaders. So on. Keep going, Howie. Don't listen to any of these wimps, you know. Nancy Pelosi and right. Joe Biden. Uh, too bad. Wimps. When in doubt, quit wimping out. Yeah, that's right. More John Kerry's, man. Well, I was for it, I was against it, but I beat, but I and that's not going to get the job done. That's not going to cut the mustard, okay? Kick some ass. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty in the Verizon and singular wireless lines. Let's see if Dick Clark's got any votes yet. You think that? I don't think in the trailer park they got the no 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 votes yet for Dick. Because she probably don't even she wouldn't know a computer if you shoved one. All those dial-up connections are kind of slow. Yeah. WQAM, hello. Show sure, so much. WQAM, hello. Hello. 5670560, pound 560 in the Verizon, Verizon and the singular wireless line. WQAM, hello. Amy, how's it going? Okay, sir. Uh, two for the poll. Uh, Paris Hilton and Ann Coulter. You like Ann Coulter, huh? Absolutely. What Based Paris on Hilton, what? Huh? Based you on know, what? You know what Paris Hilton said about Ann Coulter? That, that's hot. Yeah. All right, get him on there. Get him no on chance. there. Quick, no quick. chance. <laughs> uh, uh, see, we got people doing their material. Oh. They're auditioning, I guess. No, George is going to be doing the show in the summertime most of the days. Um, uh, oh, that guy was auditions. pretty funny. Just like the guy that called up about Knorr, you know. They're, they're auditioning. Oh, man. Five, six, seven. Thank God you're there and I'm here. That's all I can tell you. I'm kissing the ground sure, right now. Oh, I'm kissing the counter. And pound 560 in the Verizon and singular wireless line. WQAM, hello. Hi, Uncle Neil. 
thought uh, Diesel was a pole. Diesel? Yeah, right left to him that moment. The corn man. Yeah, you might have a point there. I might have uh, I might have zigged when I should have zagged, you know what? All right, thanks, Sally. Thank you. Although Defoe would certainly never be involved in any phony or kind of scams on the air, like every time he went on vacation on the worst team that would do that. Oh, well, Defoe's yeah, in rehab now. He's out in, uh, oh, remember that? How could I forget? And I would be driving to work and asking myself, why are they doing this? Why, why do they keep putting on this so corny? Of course, you know, corn is Defoe's middle name. But I might have made a bad move there, you know? Yeah. I should have recommended, hey, you know what, the Defoe Meister, all is forgiven, come on home, and Mo can just go out to pasture and collect his check and, uh, you know, go play mahjong and golf and whatever it is he does up there in Boca. And sit back and put his feet up on the uh, on the deck chair and read the Palm Beach Post. Huh? And listen to a QAM, of course, on the Sony Walkman, because he wouldn't want to miss a word, Mo. Seriously, if I spent one minute of my spare time listening to this radio station, I would immediately... I would have myself Baker acted. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I know. I I, would, I just would have to be a crazy person. WQAM, hello. Joe Bigaki sucks. Yeah, we know. WQAM, hello. Hey Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, put that bitch on there, Sarah Jessica Parker. She looks like the Wicked Witch of the West. <laughs> And that guy that called about not doing the poll, how could we have this much yeah, fun if we didn't exactly. do the poll, huh? And that, that's the highlight of the whole, uh, of our life, is listening to these uh, non-sequiturs, you know? Sarah Jessica Parker ain't going on there because it didn't make any sense, schmuck. But Anna Cornahoya's on there, and she's uh, a strong second, though. She's slipping a little bit. She's slipping down the old oak tree. Come on, Anna. Bill Maher, the Redwood. 135 for Bill Maher. 118 for Anna. And then after that, it's uh, kind of small potatoes. Steve Dan, 77. George W., 61, 8.5% of this audience. They like him. And you want to know why? Why? Because they're stupid. <laughs> maybe they like dead uh, soldiers. Maybe they like... Uh, maybe. How about we take those 8.5% of the audience and put them on a, a big, big cruise ship and send them over for a free cruise to Baghdad? Sure. Huh? All expense paid. Bring all the troops home and let's take that 8.5% of the Neil Rogers audience and send them over there to fight the battles and to get slaughtered. You know, for years you've heard me talk about the best carpet cleaning company in the universe, Dry Concepts, but I'm not sure if you know about all the other great services that Dry Concepts has to offer to you. Dry Concepts can also save you hundreds, even thousands of dollars in other areas. They specialize in drapery cleaning, upholstery and leather furniture restoration, mattress cleaning, getting rid of those annoying dust mites, and water damage, too. Dry Concepts can also clean and restore your tile and grout quickly and efficiently as well. Dry Concepts professional staff is always improving to serve you with the most advanced cleaning systems available anywhere in the world. So when it comes to cleaning and restoring your carpets, your oriental rugs, upholstery, all of these things, there's only one place to call, and that's Dry Concepts. And during the month of June, take advantage of Dry Concepts tile and grout special going on right now. For more information, call toll-free from Dave Browder at Palm Beaches, 1-800-248-5071. That's 1-800-248-5071, or log on to their website at dryconcepts.com. Don't forget, you really can clean today, entertain tonight, when you call our good friends at Dry Concepts. When it comes to Hey, 
246-1401. Let's uh, watch that game on the radio right now, okay, with no announcer. Okay, 700 here's the highlight. Votes. If we get to 800 by 1 o'clock, I think we've got a shot for 1,000, which would be on the 13th of June. That would be phenomenal. That would be like put four feathers in our cap, and we'll also one in our Rectum. there, too. You think we can do it? We can do it. Josh says no. Well, he's over there typing. Typing what? I don't know. Let her home. Hey, a senior White House official involved in a damaging controversy over his deleting of dire climate change warnings from U.S. government reports has abruptly resigned, but the White House denies his departure had anything to do with the flap, which sounds to me like... A pack of lies. Philip Cooney, chief of staff of the White House Council on Environmental Quality. By the way, Dick Clark got a vote. Stepped down Friday without disclosing his future employment plans, announced presidential spokesman Aaron Healy. No relation to Glenn Healy or Gene Healy. He has accumulated many weeks on leave and so decided to resign and take the summer off to spend some time with his family. <laughs> They're always spending, uh, taking time off to spend time with their family. She added the resignation was completely unrelated to the release of documents this past week that show Cooney had given a thorough editing to U.S. government documents on global warming in what appeared to be an effort to make them look less dramatic, just like George Tenet resigned at the CIA for the same reasons, right? Huh. Mr. Cooney has long been considering options following four years of service in the administration, the spokeswoman said. The disclosure, however, turned into a diplomatic embarrassment for the White House because it became hours after Bush assured visiting British Prime Minister Tony Blair that his administration was viewing global warming as a serious long-term problem that it was determined to solve. But just as Blair was telling reporters about a common commitment and desire to tackle the challenges of climate change, the U.S. Civic Organization Government Accountability Project made public documents showing the White House trying to gloss over the problems of verity. The pages included a draft of a 2002 report by the U.S. Climate Change Science Program that had been sent to Cooney for review and still contained his edits and remarks in the margins. It showed the White House official taking out a whole paragraph warning about higher temperatures resulting in melting glaciers and snow peaks in polar regions and having serious impacts, especially on Native American tribes that rely on fishing and hunting for their livelihood. In a remark on the margins, Cooney, who has no scientific background at all, appeared to upbraid scientists for straying from research strategy into speculative findings. The documents also contain a memorandum from Rick Pilts, a former senior official with the Climate Change Program who resigned last March because, as he put it, he no longer wanted to sacrifice his ability to speak freely. Pilts wrote he believed the White House and the State Department had acted in concert to impede forthright communication of the state of, of climate science and have tried to undermine the credibility and integrity of the program. Answering a barrage of questions, White House Press Secretary Scott McClellan denied the administration was trying to politicize science. 
This is an interagency review process where everybody who's involved in these issues should have input into these reports, he said of the editing, and that's all this is. But veteran Democratic lawmakers, Representative Henry Waxman and waffling Senator John Kerry, have asked the GAO, the investigative arm of Congress, to formally probe the matter. When they're through probing Jennifer, they can probe this matter. They call the revelations the latest in the pattern of interference with climate science by the Bush administration and generally... I gave my heart and soul to oppose the policy that you promoted. There you go. In 2001, the Bush administration decided to abandon the Kyoto Treaty, which commits industrialized nations to cutting greenhouse gas emissions that most scientists say to contribute to global warming. Global warming, there ain't no saying. It's like saying it's another commie pinko plot, isn't it? That's right. Just like that carbon dating man. Mm -hmm. Oh, Larry Miami says, here's a good one. I've heard you rag on the venerable Jimmy Buffett in the past. How about putting Mr. Margaritaville on your poll? He, he gave us, why don't we get drunk and screw? We can't be all that bad, says Larry Miami. Good point, Larry. Let's get Jimmy Buffett Buffet on there. What do you say, Jimmy Buffet? Go right on there. Get the cheeseburger in paradise. Boy, can he sing or what? No. Has he got talent? No. no. Oh, he's got his own channel there on uh, one of those XM or Sirius. More than we can say. I mean, that Mel Karmazin, man, he is hiring the really heavy duty, the really stiff talent. What do we got there? 754? We've got to get to 800 in the next 10 minutes. Can we do it? I don't think so. That's a little bit too stiff of a challenge. 756. 44 votes in 9 minutes? I don't think we can. Even technically, can we do that? Come on, Josh. You they have to it. come through in clumps. They have to come through in chunks now to do that. Oh, they're pretty chunky when they want to be. Gary Stephen Corsieri writes in the Palestine Chronicle, 25 reasons to impeach Bush. Oh, oh God. Do I have time for this this hour? I think I'll save this for the next hour. Okay, don't do uh 25 reasons to impeach Bush. <laughs> Must be... A pack of lies. Right. Before we do that, though, watch group members pose as prostitutes. Mount Clemens, Michigan, where they obviously have much too much time on their hands, members of a watch group are taking the fight against prostitution and drugs right to the source, the streets of the hood. North Gratiot neighborhood watch members spent two days last month posing as street walkers and vagrants in an area north of the Mount Clemens downtown section known for its street crime. When potential customers pulled over, the activists handed out a flyer that said, If you're soliciting sex and or drugs in this neighborhood, you are being videotaped. Stay tuned for the 11 o'clock news tonight. Zero tolerance. How do you like that? Ooh. Watch group organizer Deborah Roberts said that homeowners are using the new technique because they're tired of motorists driving around the block asking law-abiding men and women for crack cocaine or sex for money. Crack? Or both. 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 The group has become increasingly vocal about crime in their neighborhood over the past two years, posting signs, handing out leaflets, and videotaping alleged drug sales and prostitutes waving down cars. Last month, members went a step further and began walking the streets themselves, handing out their flyers. Although they acknowledge posing as a hooker late at night is extremely risky, some of the group members are carrying mace or other weapons to be used in self-defense. Their videotapes are being turned over to law enforcers. We can't even walk in our own hood without being solicited by some creep driving by, Robert said. We simply are not getting adequate protection. They're taking matters into their own hands. How do you like that? In Mount Clements, Michigan. Ever been there? No. Don't. 5670560, pound 560 in the Verizon and Singular wireless line. And whatever you do, don't go to Detroit, okay? If they, if they like, offer you a lot of money, don't go to Detroit. Okay. WQAM, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. I have one for the poll. I think it might be fairly good. Okay. Uh, in the past, you've uh, done a lot of damage to Belkis and Ray. I think she's extremely hot and very intelligent. Belkis and Ray, okay. Thank you. And I know this good wow. optometrist. George will give you the number. Put him on hold. He actually said all that with a straight face. Extremely hot. I think wow. it was a straight like face. Like I said, 
Get him some uh, eye drops, okay? Get him some Visine. Clear up his vision. Might have been a deep-voiced woman calling. Anyway, put her on her spilkies in array. He just wants to see if you know how to spell it. I get spilkies when I see her. I'll tell you that. She sure lives up to her name. You notice we haven't had any votes yet for Rick Sanchez. Shall we put him on there? Yeah, put him on there. Somebody will like it. One of your people will probably vote for it. One of those yeah. old, old green tooth crowd. In between flipping Domino's. Popular with them. In between uh, ordering from Domino's. Five, oh, but we do love Domino's, though. Man, do they make a pie or what? Oh, huh? yeah. Five six seven oh five sixty five sixty on the Verizon and Singular Wireless lines. WQAM, hello. You fairy. Good one. WQAM, hello. Is uh, Greg Reed on there? Now, what do you like about him? He's one of my highest paying jobs. <laughs> that was cute. You fairy. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the Verizon and Singular Wireless lines. Maybe what he really meant is he once had a conversation with Greg and the John. You think that's what he's trying to say? No. I'm sure. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? MSA is going to be going away next week for an extended period of time, correct? I beg your pardon? I think they're going to be going away for a while now, right? Well, I've got a vacation next week, then the rest of the summer I'll be on Tuesday and Thursdays, yes. Uh, okay, so just to have a good time then, okay? Okay, thanks. <laughs> okay, whatever you say. Have a good time? Okay. I'll give it a shot. See, what you're supposed to say is don't lose too much. Don't That's lose too much. what you're supposed to say. Don't lose too much. Money. WQAM, hello. Where did you lay a train, you idiot? You company man. You fairy. WQAM, hello. That other one goes in there. Yes, sir. How are you, Neil? Okay. Uh, listen, I turned you on. Did you have any story about a new memo that came out today? A new what? Uh, the memo that came out about uh, before the last uh, Downing Street memo? Yeah, the time speed story. Yes, we got it. Thank you. And the other one I just read like 10 minutes ago about uh, not having any post-war uh, plan. Yes, been there, done that. 5670560, pound 560 on the Verizon. Don't forget, in the, uh, don't forget, like it makes a difference to them. Yeah, don't forget. Yeah, don't forget. We got that the big article there that you'll find very boring. He says if the founders had had their own government, Jefferson would have framed an impeachment bill. Twenty-five reasons to impeach George W. Bush. Oh! All right, and let's get it going right now. I, I have a feeling it's going to happen. I know it sounds ridiculous and ludicrous, but yeah, it does. maybe, just maybe, enough of this stuff is starting to hit the fan. And maybe the American public is starting to realize, especially with these poor numbers, all these people are dead over there, and what for? What for? I said, I said to give them the old what for. What? Freedom is on the march. Yeah, right. I wish freedom was on the march for us again. Mm -hmm. just, look, just look at all the uh, all that's been taken away. Oh, and we had a story last week while you were on vacation about uh, cable and satellite. Yeah. Ted Stevens from Alaska, and I forget who the other one was. Uh, they're working feverishly, man. They want they want to start the old censorship routine there too. So pretty soon, unless it's actually like a pay per view, uh, you won't be able to see squat. Yeah. In fact, you won't even be able to squat. Or if it's satellite from another country. No, I can't see that. Could be propaganda. 1256 at 560 WQAM. Last week we also had something nasty, the invasion of the Asian subterranean termites in Palm Beach County, in Riviera Beach. And, of course, once they're in Riviera Beach, they're going to be everywhere, all over Dave Broward in Palm Beach. So not only do we have your regular pedestrian termites that come around every year, but now we got the Asian, what is it again? The Asian subterranean termite. To make a long story short, once those termites get into your house and they start eating and chewing like crazy, uh, if you don't do something right away, you've got real problems. In fact, you have no house left. So if you think you might have termites in your home, do the smart thing. Call our friends at 
RIDIT, R-I-D-I-T, two words, RIDIT Pest Control today for that free termite inspection. RIDIT Pest Control doesn't tent your house. They don't make you move out to hotels or motels for days or weekend. What they do is use an amazing orange oil treatment that kills termites and their eggs 100% on contact. They are gone immediately, if not sooner. You don't have to worry about poisonous gas, no worrying about food or your pets, and like I said, no tent, no moving out, and you don't have to worry about your health either. They treat your home with this amazing orange oil, and you don't have to leave it all. In fact, when Reddit is done treating your property, the only thing left behind is the clean set of oranges for just a few days. So whether you have a private home, apartment building, condo, townhouse, whatever it is, they'll do it all for you. If you have a termite problem, make that one easy call to Reddit Pest Control and find out about their amazing orange oil treatment that kills termites and their eggs 100% on contact. Call right now for a free no-obligation inspection. Toll-free, it's 1-800-447-4348. 1-800-447-4348. No tending, no BS, no kidding. 1-800-447-4348. When it comes to sports, we're the authority. It's the one to two hour. Mr. Calkin, will you please ask the question? Why? Because you are here to testify. I don't think so. Oh, oh you're going to testify. Make me, why don't you? Why, you little brat. Dummy. Brat. Dummy. Brat. Dummy. Brat. Sure. Oh, I'll shut up when you start talking. Sure. Start talking. Sure. Start talking. Sure. Take sure. your honor permission to treat as a hostile witness. He started it. Mr. Calkin, were you or were you not familiar with Mr. Jackson? You know about him. He likes the bed. So you you did share a bed with him. I don't think so. And why not? To feel me. I have no further questions. You are dismissed. I hope I never see any church again. Okay. Good luck with that career. Sure. Soon you'll be living with your mama again. Okay. Bye now. Wow. Step on it before it multiplies. Oh, it already did. 799 votes for just one shy of 800. we got one hour to go until uh, D-Day. Think we'll make the 1,000? No. Everybody, yeah, uh, hop on that website, okay? Vote on it whether you care or not. SunSentinel.com honored in the state national journalism contest. Didn't I tell you they had a pretty uh, lousy newspaper but a good website? I've been telling you that. Yeah, you mentioned it. Herald sucks. The Herald website is an embarrassment. It's degrading. It's humiliating. Even worse than their newspaper, which is saying a lot. Sun, uh, let me give you an example. I'm going to click on right now, Miami Herald, and it's only a minor mistake, but it's so typical of what a schlock uh, thing they put out. Here's Herald.com. Now, here are the headlines. One of the head latest headlines, Miami-Dade Police ID suspect fatally shoot by officer. Not shot, yeah. fatally shoot. I mean, it's just a typo, but even so, it's just typical. They don't proofread. It's kind of like our salespeople with a copy, you know? I'm sorry, what copy? SunSentinel.com was awarded first place, and two journalism come out. One has to do with some feature, some silly ass thing. But on Friday, the website was named the best newspaper site in the state by the Florida Society of Newspaper Editors, which I'm sure you have lunch with them every month. Oh, sure. Second place went to the Orlando Sentinel. SunSentinel.com also won first place in the competition last year. They do a fine job on their website. They keep giving you breaking stories. In fact, uh, almost every day. There's stuff that I put on the ear that I get off their website. Thank you, Sun Sentinel. Even though that uh, you ought to check out that Jim Sarney, okay? You ought to check that whole deal out with that Foxy Roxy pool and that Rich Waltz pool that suddenly disappeared. Wow. Embarrassing. At any rate, Gary Stevens, not related to Gary Stevens, the jockey, Gary Steven Corsiri writes in the Palestine Chronicle. By the way, he's published two novels, uh, two poetry collections. Uh, his work has appeared in Counterpunch, Common Dreams, New York Times, Village Voice, and uh, Dissident Voice, a lot of other places. 
His dramas have been presented at PBS Atlanta and elsewhere. Anyway, he says, among other things, the U.S. Declaration of Independence is a lengthy bill of particulars against the abuses and usurpations of King George III. If the revolutionary founders had had their own government, Jefferson would have used his writing skills to frame an impeachment bill. Among the abuses, T.J. said, it was the king's refusal to assent to laws the most wholesome and necessary for the public good. If the colonists were wild enough over taxes on stamps and tea to shake the world with the revolution, what will their inheritors do with the usurpations of our present chief executive? As Jefferson wrote, let facts be submitted to a candid world. 1. He led us into war in Iraq. According to the U.S. media, ignored uh, Bush... Uh, let me try it again. According to the U.S. media ignored British Downing Street memo, he fixed intelligence around predetermined policy of preemptive war, results 100,000 Iraqi civilian deaths, about 1,800 U.S. soldiers dead in two wars, hundreds of thousands wounded and traumatized. Two, under his watch, the U.S. suffered its worst terrorist attack on its soil. He opposed an official investigation, then stalled for months on testifying before a hand-picked committee finally testified behind closed doors. Three, he was elected under dubious circumstances in 2000. Four, he was elected under dubious circumstances in 2004. Five, he has approved as Attorney General Gonzalez has redefined torture at Guantanamo at Abu Ghraib, Bagram, and elsewhere, while simultaneously opposing the International Criminal Court established to check such abuses. According to Amnesty International, the U.S. has established a Soviet-style gulag of torture around the world. Six, he failed to support the Kyoto Protocols, reducing greenhouse gases, but worked to open up Alaska's uh, Anwar uh, to drilling, uh, disporting an ecosystem and increasing greenhouse gases. Seven, he chose Halliburton today, Dick Cheney, uh, uh, Toady, Dick Cheney to be his running mate twice. Eight, he's, see, I'm trying to read this too fast. Slow down, please. Well, no, we've got plenty of time. Eight, he's attempted to pack the courts with ideologue judges intent on overthrowing Roe v. Wade and institutionalizing the police state abuses of Patriot Acts 1 and 2. Nine, his no-child-left-behind education policies have replaced learning with testing and allowed military recruiters to access to our schools, cajoling our children with military options before their minds have had a chance to open, question, and challenge. Ten, he is attempting to dismantle the Social Security system that's ensured peace and freedom for tens of millions of working Americans for seven decades, peace of mind and freedom from economic crises, rights won hard by labor and progressives in decades-long struggles. Eleven, He's allied himself with right-wing ideologues to curtail or abolish stem cell research vital to the conquest of debilitating and fatal diseases. Twelve, he has failed to develop a coherent energy policy except to prosecute wars for other people's resources. He fails to acknowledge the reality and impending disasters of global warming. Thirteen, he has continued the globalization project of his predecessors, outsourcing jobs, hollowing our middle class. Fourteen, he has undermined the legitimate protective protocols of the CIA, politicizing the agency, awarding positions on the basis of ideological orthodoxy rather than merit and astute analysis. Well, he's pretty astute. Fifteen, he has subjugated his administration to neocon ideologues like Richard Perot, William Crystal, and Douglas Fife, men who have endorsed the settlement expansionist and walled them in policies of Ariel Sharon, sowing the seeds of anti-Arab racism, war, and destruction in the Middle East for generations to come. Sixteen, in spite of his rhetoric about freedom and democracy, he's allied himself with dictators in Pakistan, Uzbekistan, Egypt, and elsewhere. He has increased the flow of arms to these states and others, fomenting instability, turmoil, and war. Seventeen, he chose Donald Rumsfeld as Department of Defense Secretary twice, in spite of Rumsfeld's obvious failure to adequately plan for the post-Saddam era in Iraq, inducing massive collateral damage, the looting of ancient treasures, and infrastructure destruction in the country we were legally and morally bound to rehabilitate. Eighteen, 
He endorses the weaponization of space, rods from gods, and other exotic Star Wars technology to establish a 21st century American global empire that's doomed to create an arms race with China and other opposing coalitions, sowing discord and wasting the resources of the world. 19. He has presided over the most egregious media consolidation in our nation's history. While we have had yellow journalism and other media abuses throughout our two centuries of Republic Empire, we've never suffered the consolidation of power that we have today. He has presided over the emasculation and cowering of PBS, while his disinformation troops have peddled fraudulent stories and comments to so-called reporters like Judith Miller, Armstrong Williams, and Jeff Duckard Gannon, poisoning the well of information, adding to the general confusion and verbalization of our news. That's as in Joseph Goebbels. I see. Not George Goebel. 20. He lied about, misled, or understood the astronomical costs, uh, cost of Iraq and Afghanistan wars. He continues to do so, diverting tax money for education, health care, the EPA, transportation, and social infrastructure into war-making and destruction. 21. Am I getting to the end of this, I hope. He has continued and largely depraved Clinton policy of using depleted uranium on the battlefield, a policy bound to cause massive suffering and death to Americans and others for generations to come. 22. He has alienated our traditional allies and more than a billion Muslims around the world. He's ransacked the goodwill extended to the nation after the 9-11 attacks, leading a crusade of vengeance and reprisal, most often against innocent people, judging without sufficient evidence, arrogating himself to a crooked, self-righteous Texas sheriff's power to execute without justice. 23. Under his watch, millions more Americans have been added to the ranks of the uninsured, while health care costs have exploded. His answer to these and other pressing social problems appears to be faith-based charities, in other words, preaching to the choir while stealing from the pews. 24. Under his watch, North Koreans have apparently developed eight nuclear weapons, and Israel has continued to increase and refine its arsenal, now estimated as high as 500 nuclear weapons. And 25, last but not least, he has murdered the English language. Oh, yes. How do you like that? Pretty good, huh? Very good. Impeach him now! At any rate, let's see. Oh, here you go. Here's one. How about Rick from the Rick and Sud Show for our poll? Okay. Rick Riley. Somebody I trash, somebody you like a lot, but... Uh, that is my best friend. It says Ray Briefcase. I guess they wanted to play that thing. And, then, of course, at the end of it, uh, Guitar Man says, Rick Riley, you're uh, yep. a nice oh, guy. Not, uh, I don't feel like uh, bleeping, you know? Bleeping what? Sing it to yourself like some bleeping idiot. Here's one that says, Obsidian. What kind of a name is that? Black. Says, I'd like to add Will Smith to your list. I think he's a very good performer. Okay, I hate him like poison. Put him on there. Why is it the Democrats in Congress are so spineless, he adds. Howard Dean is absolutely right in saying he is... Absolutely correct, sir. We want them to fight. We want to know that they have a set of gonads. If these other members of Congress want to prove that they're tougher than Howard, let them go and spend that night with Dr. Judy. And after they see her first thing in the morning, if they're not running and screaming from the house, they can knock Howard. There you go. That's a good point. Oh, yeah. I guess he wants me to play that, too. Dr. Judy Dean. She's a little bit on the pedantic side. Here's a fax from Bill in Fort Lauderdale. I knew it wouldn't be long before we'd be hearing from old Bill. The caller who thinks that Channel 7's Belky's bitch is hot has got to be either on crack or a flaming homo with a severe sight problem. It says, Jesus, she looks like an alien. P.S. By the way, the food company Canor is really pronounced Canor. Trust me. No, it's not. It is? Well, what what really, difference does it make? Who know. cares how you pronounce it? I, I, well, come on here. I pass along a really good line of products here that might actually benefit somebody that you might like, might keep you alive, and they're like nitpicking again. Even Bill of Fort Lauderdale. Canore my ass. Or just ignore my ass. Who knows? And here's one that says, Thanks for the tip for the Belmont. I put 20 across the board on a seven-horse Andromeda Hero. 140 payout. Went to Vegas last weekend to play TV poker. Your favorite. Had a great time. Love that city. If we could only get casinos in Miami... 
Well, I was just dreaming. Anyway, going back next week for more TV poker, he says. And I say, all right. All right. See, if you'd have been smart, uh, senior, you'd take the favorite, the heavy-duty favorite, of Fleet Alex, and you put him on top there, or you like uh, do a exacta box. The exacta paid forty-four bucks, not bad with the heavy favorite on top, and you like uh, you know like a, a hundred-dollar exacta box, you get twenty-two hundred back, right? Okay. And I'm then you bet so. the triple. Huh? You bet nine seven all seven nine all seven nine seven nine, and you get a twelve hundred dollar triple. But nevertheless, it's a good start. So I pulled that one right out of my rectum. And what about the horse that Dave picked? Did uh, he do it? No. No. Sorry, Dave, and also sorry about our little phone problem. I kept trying to tell Josh he's going to call 11 o'clock, and he said, no, he's going to call at noon. <laughs> when you kept telling me. Oh, is that right? When you kept telling me. Now, now, now we're even. He kept saying, oh, that wasn't Dave on the battle line. That was somebody else. How, ma- how often does that line ring? Well, previously, we were getting some, like, a fax or, you, you know, are. a couple you, of prank you, calls. You, That's you, why why I don't you just give it up, huh? Why don't you give that up? Cut it loose. Let's give it up. Yeah, cut it loose. At the old caboose. 113 at 560 WQM. If you're looking for a high-speed Internet service, you want one that's fast, reliable, easy to use. In short, you want the best. You want the number one high-speed Internet service provider in the USA, Comcast High-Speed Internet. It's a 100% pure broadband network, absolutely blows away the competition with speed up to 15 times faster than DSL Lite. You can download music, photos, streaming, video, online games faster than ever before. Simply put, Comcast High-Speed Internet gives you the very best Internet experience around. And with features like the fan, video email, security manager, and radio plus, it's even more intense than ever before. And right now, you can get yourself Comcast High-Speed Internet for just $9.95 a month for the first two months. That's $9.95. Call 1-800-COMCAST and get you the number one high-speed Internet service in the country today. Certain restrictions apply. Call that toll-free number for details, 1-800-COMCAST. When it comes to sports, we're the authority. Sports Radio 560. Now, a word from Howard Dean's wife. Hi, hello there. I'm Dr. Judith Steinberg, wife of presidential candidate Howard Dean. You can call me Judy, not Judge Judy. That's a different niece kite. People want to know why I'm hardly ever on campaign trail with Howie. Hey, did you get a good look at me in Iowa? I scare the crap out of myself. I make Ralph a bit and I look like a Shane of Poonam. <laughs> Stop me if I'm bombarding you with too much Yiddish, huh? Anyway, Howie says after I showed up, his numbers drop it. Know what I say? That's a bunch of Michigas. For those of you who don't capish the Yiddish, that means crap. Howie's a good guy, though he's what you might call a loose cannon. He's got a pretty bad temper on him. I remember one time, one of our kids left a cap off of the toothpaste. I thought he was going to blow a gasket. The veins popped out in his head, and that white spit strings were going in the corners of his mouth. He went with sugar. I spent 23 years with his shagets. Most of the time, he's a mensch, but on occasion... I hate him. I think my husband, Howie, would make for a very good president. One of the things I'm a little P.O.'d about is that Howie doesn't let us have a TV. I want to watch Sex in the City. I get to shut down to campaign headquarters or to the Kroger's to watch on some tiny black and white set. I have never seen any program in color, so I'm no Jackie Kennedy. Hell, if you look at me, I'm no Ted Kennedy. I don't wear makeup. I'm like a whisker away from being Amish. Don't expect to see much more of me during the campaign. The only reason I'm addressing you today is because I was able to chew through my restraints. Anyway, gazakazon. That's Yiddish for Dr. Judy Steinberg. Over and out. Paid for by the committee to elect John Kerry president. 119 at QAM. They almost got it done. Down in Fort Lauderdale says, and she's got a good choice here, because boy, do I recommend ass and deservedly so. Rectum. Ira Windbag. She says, Sun Sentinel's own and frequent guest of Hank and Mad Dog, who knows the crap out of Neil, but I enjoy his long-winded NBA facts and stats, says Donna Ira Windbag. 
from the Sun Sentinel. He's also, see, somebody told me that before, that he's also on with a mad dog, who I thought didn't have guests. Remember we had that call? That's correct. And he is actually on his show as well? It's not enough that he gets, uh, during basketball season, he gets that one hour, six days a week with Hank? That's what we're told. What is it that he gets? He gets three hours, seven days a week on a Hank show, and three hours, two days a week on with Mad Dog. Ira Winback. Put his ass on the payroll, and he's getting paid for that, too. That's really sad. See, he may be the greatest uh, basketball writer going into the country. I don't know, because I don't care about the NBA, eh? Don't give a crap about it. So I don't read his column. But on the air... I mean, we got enough squeaky people on our right. Plus, it's all... You know, man, he drives me nuts. And I think he drives a lot of Hank's audience away. I could be wrong, but thank God the uh, heat lost. Now, if we can just do something about that Mike Berardino. Okay, 854 votes on the poll, 857. I don't know if we're going to get to that. We need to get to, like, about 900 by 130, you think? Okay. I and mean, this is kind of like... This is even more aggravating than just doing the poll for the poll haters. You know what? 860. Poll doesn't vote. Huh? Oh, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it's just, it's just for fun. It doesn't make any difference if we get to 1,000, if we get 980, 1020, uh, 199. What difference does it make? Just that for fun, a little diversion and perversion there to uh, keep you amused while you're you know, fighting the mosquitoes. Now, what's the story? Is the sun shining today or not? I doubt it. Well, it was this morning. Who knows what it's doing? Then. Oh. You know how that goes. Because actually, I see like a little puffy cloud, but the blue sky and sun here is supposed to be raining like crazy. I want the rain. This is no good. This is not, this is uh, like Michael said, this is not what I wanted. In fact, let me t- take a puke at what the temperature is here right now in case Paul and Ron are listening. 27, it's like 81, I believe. And they keep showing on there, they keep on City Pulse clouds and thunderstorms, right? They have that thing for the rain like, uh, like hell. Nothing going on yet. I'll stick my finger out the window and see if it gets wet. Anyway, uh, Woof Fest fits this description. Somebody Neil trashes who I like a lot. Bill Maher, 148. Anna Kornikova's got 130. About 30, man. Steely Dan, 84. George W., 65. Well, that's good. That's down to 7.6%. Good. Keep driving that number down. It makes me feel better about life and about this audience. How could anybody be so stupid? Seriously. It'd be like if somebody came to your home and shot your kids and your wife and, and then said, oh, by the way, i got a hell of a deal for you on an old Volkswagen. Right? Huh? And you bought it. That would be the worst part. Of course, we like Volkswagen. Maybe it's a good deal. Randy Rhodes, 53. How much? I would say... About 30, man. Randy Rhodes, 53. We love the goddess. In fact, I'm the one that... Uh, I'm not even going to go into it. It's not even worth wasting my time, you know? Because the Randy... Uh, her her sycophants are just like she is, you know? If you ever like... There's any knock at all. Oh, gee, you turned on Randy. Okay, whatever you say. Can't stand her. Geldy, 51. <laughs> we like Geldy a lot better after Friday's performance. He ripped Moe ass. You'd have been really proud. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. Phil Henry, 47. Okay. Pink Floyd, 35. Mo Howard David tied with Pink Floyd. Do, 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 do. That's because that pink outfit he likes to wear. Mel Gibson, 32. The Pope, 22. Jerry Seinfeld, 19. Tom Hanks, 18. Spencer Tracy, 15. Paul and Old Ron, 14. Whoopi Goldberg, 11. Oh, I can't look at her. Oh, there's Dick Cheney. Battlefield. Or... Oh, God. Take her. Battlefield my ass, you draft-dodging phony. I hope they have another fart attack. How do you like that? Talking mm-hmm. about the battlefield, this draft dodger. Al Franken, nine. James Taylor, nine. Dave Van Boring, nine. Joe Zagaki, eight. Joe Zagaki sucks, okay? Okay. Bill O'Reilly, eight. Jimmy Buffett, seven. Defoe, five. The big O. Rock solid. Five. 
Rush Limbaugh, five. Miss Matt Drudge has got three. You fair. Your self-hating homo, you. Dick Clark's got a peer. Rick, Rich Waltz moved up to a peer. He's tied with Dick Clark. Oh, boy. That's a shot. He may have a bad voice. He may be a horrible announcer. But don't put him in the same class with Dick Clark. Will Smith's got one. And that's probably the guy that faxed it. Obsidian. Spilkey's the Ray's got one from that blind guy. Rick Sanchez won, and Rick Riley's got the big. Oh, he'll be in this audience likes Rick. <laughs> That's bad. In fact, you know something where they really blew it if they just had the stud show? Once Rick started talking about the stock market crap, they should have just said, hey, Rick, take that briefcase and go home, and uh, studs can do the show. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. I need help. Help. I like where the Rick laugh, laughs a tune. That, that's one of my favorite. Haven't played that in a long time. Hey, Rick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I looked up Heinies. That's almost as good as... Yep. In fact, I wasn't going to share this with you, but here's a little tip for these summertime shows. On any slow day, just play that for like three, four hours. Oh, you got it. 30 cheer, easy. 5670560, oh, pound 560, the Verizon and Singular Wireless Line. Then you can invite Mo to come on a show early and do a little crossover with him and talk about that uh, announcerless ball game that's going to be on the radio. WQIM, hello. Not there on two. WQIM, hello. Hey, how you doing today? Okay, sir. I got a couple of questions for you about a couple of the drops that you play. Okay. Where does the fairy thing come from? You fairy. It comes from the movie, uh, uh, here it is. Here's the whole dialogue. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Where did you learn your trade, you idiot? Whoever told you that you could work with men? What you're hired for is to help us. Does that seem clear to you? To help us. To help men who are going out there to try to earn a living, you company man, you fairy. There you go. You fairy. And the other one is you play one once in a while with a guy who says, uh, oh, he's just a little bitty guy about so tall or something That's like that. That's from Fargo. That's from Fargo. Okay. And, and the basketball guy on Hank's show, I don't think he drives away the audience nearly much as that old Fark Bino does when he's on there. Uh, okay, good point. Thanks a lot, Pally. Although uh, Clarence always says, oh, Bino, the numbers go way up when Bino is on. Oh, he's a little guy, kind of funny looking. Now, speaking of William H. Macy, is it, was it The Cooler? Was that the name of the movie? Cooler, there the there cooler? was a movie called The Cooler that he's in. Oh. Now, did you see that? No. I saw most of it over the weekend. Uh, yeah, it's, okay. it's a casino movie. That's what I understand. And it's, it's pretty good. The, the ending, though, is so... I better not tell you. All right, don't tell me. I'll watch but it anyway. You're, you're one of those people that's really picky about endings. And it's oh, just, yeah. I mean, it's just so ridiculous, but but it's a good movie. You'd like it. I'll give it a watch. And he's working for this guy in, in a casino, and the guy's just a crazy guy that just beats the crap out of everybody. And, uh, uh, well, anyway, I don't want to spoil it for you, but it's good. And William H. Macy is great in that movie. He, he's so good, you know? He is good. He's very good. 27 after. Oh, and uh, the other piece of good news is I watched Owning Mahoney, speaking of gambling movies, and it was excellent. Oh, not what to tell you. And, of course, it had, like, extra significance because it's a true story that happened in the early 80s here in right. Toronto. Right, That's what I was trying to tell you. In the, you know. the guy that he played was a Torontonian banker and mm -hmm. a, uh, had a gambling problem and stole $10.2 million. And, uh, 
Right. I'm not into gambling, as you know, but I thought it was really fascinating, the whole psychology of him yeah. and everything. Yeah. And, of course, you'll notice in the whole movie, he never breaks out of that sweat. He's always no. that same, that oh, same compulsive look. Right, right. Face. Believe me, I see some of those people at Woodbine. I don't want to mention that, though. You brought a curse to that table. Right. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> at any rate. Yeah, in fact, the movie with William H. Macy, uh, The Cooler, is it? Look yeah. up, Look up the right name of that. It's The Cooler. It's uh, got some similarities. Hey, I'm sure you're familiar with Anthony Caliendo, the main man at Acceptance Capital Mortgage. So speaking of gambling, if you want to gamble on your mortgage, call somebody else. But if you want the best deal, let the main man tell you the right deal. Let him give you the straight poop. And let him tell you what maybe you didn't know, and that is that most banks only work with three different mortgage products. You really haven't got much choice. And if your credit is less than 100% perfect, you're going to get turned down, the old N.O., if you're not working with the right lender, chances of getting approved are maybe 50-50. So if you want to increase your chances, if you want to get exactly the deal you're hoping for, do yourself a humongous favor. Call right now, Anthony Caliendo, toll-free at 1-888-483-LOAN. And be sure and tell Anthony that Berkeley told you to call. 1-888-483-LOAN. And let the main man on his team put you in a mortgage that meets exactly what you'll be looking for. Avoid going to the wrong lender, maybe being turned down because you called the wrong number. Call the main man at Acceptance Capital Mortgage, toll-free, 1-888-483-LOAN. And don't forget, every time they close a loan, a portion is donated to kids in distress. So why call anybody else? Avoid the bait and switch. Avoid paying a lot more than you need to on your mortgage payments every month. Call the main man, Anthony Caliendo, today, 1-888-483-LOAN. When it comes to entertainment, we've got the biggest personality. Sports Radio 560. QAM. Stay live at BBGI. It's down to seven. Thanks a lot, please, Leary. All right. This weekend, we're giving away. It's our 789th weekend, and we're pulling out some of the stops. Just in color 73 when you hear us. Weekend flashback. Weekend 574. Yeah, you won tickets to DJ Harvey cool. Danger and the Verbs. Cool. Right? Cool. Um, cool. So, cool. Congratulations. What station is this? I don't know. Cool. Now I'm going to say something without anything behind my voice. For dramatic effect. This weekend, we're trying something completely the same. <laughs> 0055512012 for more info. This weekend, we're really rocking with a capital E. We're rocking you so hard, you'll say. Tickets. We can just listen. Win. But the only station in the city that sends you to way more area concerts than any other station in the city does because we're better. Look at that. 144 people arrested in Tennessee cockfighting raid. Just wait till they get to Hialeah and Sweetwater, man. You ain't seen nothing yet. We might get to 900 votes by the end of the hour, you know what? Okay. Well, I think I'm going to give up. We're just not going to have a chance. They just slowed down. They just, just when they gave us like a fall, look at that, 894. That, that, that's a response. We got not like really. 26 minutes and we're going to get like 80, uh, what, 106 votes in 20. I don't think so. I don't think so. No. You had your shot there. You had a chance for greatness. You had a chance to really put that feather right in our old cap there. And then we could like whistle Yankee Doodle Dandy at the same time. Didn't get it. 
Hundreds of naked cyclists rode past Big Ben and the U.S. Embassy in London Saturday to protest the West's dependence on gas guzzling cars and to push for the, motor, uh, the more use of bicycles. They were riding naked. I saw that. The organizers of the World Naked Bike Ride 2005 said protests were expected in a number of countries, including Australia, Canada, the U.S., Ireland, and Italy, Latvia, and Israel. In London, crowds watched about 100 cyclists leave Hyde Park Corner on a journey that took them past some of the capital's most famous landmarks. Most of the riders stripped naked for the six-mile ride past Piccadilly Circus, Big Ben, Covent Garden, Oxford Street, and the U.S. Embassy, eh? Some by scary banners reading, Oil is not a bare necessity, but a crude obsession, and support the trade justice movement. It's a protest against oil dependency and car culture for, and the overuse of cars for unnecessary reasons, said one of the organizers, Chad Nielsen, 24, from North London. There's too much pollution that stinks in London, and we use too much fossil fuel. In the Spanish capital of Madrid, dozens of new cyclists pedal along major thoroughfares past famous landmarks, drawing surprise looks. Most were men, naked except for shoes and helmets, or caps to fend off the hot Spanish sun. What we clearly want is to show that we feel naked against the traffic, said one organizer, who only gave his first name, Javier. Well, I wonder if he's the Javier from Godfathers. I doubt it. Every day we have to put up with the traffic, the aggression of the drivers, their speed and bad manners, he said. They were riding naked. I wouldn't be doing that in the States if I were you. Not a good idea. Yeah. 5670560, pound 560 on the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. Who best fits this description? Somebody Neil trashes all the time, and you like a lot. Got a good list of names on here, although I notice Bill Maher, 151, Anna Kornikova, 131, Steely Dan, 85, George W., 71, 7.8%. You see, the bush lickers, they put their goosing it up again. They're freeping. Uh, although we don't care, because at least that adds to the total of uh, votes, right? Right. Randy Rhodes, 58, Geldy, 51, Phil Henry's got 50, Pink Floyd, 37, Mo Howard David, 35. Mel Gibson, 33. Jerry Seinfeld, 25. Uh, the Pope, 22. Tom Hanks, 21. Paul and Old Ron, 15. Spencer Tracy, 15. About the same age as them. Al Franken, 13. Whoopi Goldberg, 11. James Taylor, 10. Uh, Jimmy Buffett, 9. Defoe, 9. Dave Van Boring, 9. Joe Zagaki, 8. Bill O'Reilly, 8. The Big O's got 5. Rush Limbaugh, 5. Belky's Spilkies Nere, the lovely and talented Spilkies Nere, has got 3. She is smoking. Miss Matt Drudge, talk about smoking it. You fairy. Three. Ira Windbag, two. Will Smith, two. Dick Clark, two. Rich Waltz, two. Rick Sanchez, one. And Rick Riley's got the big. Oh. I had it confused. I thought you were the one to hit him like poison. It was the audience. <laughs> well. That's what it was. All these years, I had it all screwed up. No, I was getting these vibes. I thought, God, somebody just hates him like poison. And, of course, it would have been a lot better if it was only you. But it was the audience that just hated him like arsenic. Man. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. I was wondering if you had that, uh, is it the guy, the announcer for Pittsburgh uh, Penguins, that, um, you know, he calls the goal? Uh, yeah, Michael Lang, about it. I'm sorry? Uh, if we had it? Yeah, you know, you say it sometimes. He calls the uh, the goal. Michael goal. Lang, yeah. Yeah, do you have that piece you can play? No. Are these people crazy? You see, I, I finally learned my lesson. How, how did I? Oh, gee, I mean, there's no point in looking back. You can't undo the past. I've done so many stupid things in my life, including on this show. Haven't we all? Not just the hockey shows, but playing those hockey highlights. What, what am I thinking about? <laughs> no. Oh, I must be a crazy. Well, you, you must admit now, we did have the one year the Panthers made the big run. They went to the Stanley yeah, Cup finals. The rats. Everybody was on the, right. uh, jumping on the bandwagon. Yeah, That's and right. that, that was it. That was the beginning, and that was the You're end. You're the rat, and that was it. That was the end. Okay, don't try to milk it, okay? This this is a dead cow. You can't milk a dead cow. 
or so. And boy, did I make a bad mistake. Yeah, I got all that stuff right in here. Am I going to play it? No. No. Do I need to hear it? No. I want to hear hockey stuff. I can I can go right on here now. This is hockey country, baby. There you go. Ryan Tractor. Whatever. There's one, and here's another one. And let's see if we got the least lunch. Decided by a shootout. Dennis. Yes, and uh, as much as I've never been a great believer and a great... There's that Yahoo Dennis Bayak who does least games on radio, which I have no idea how because he's or oraful. Phil does come back and... Uh, there you go. So, so there's three hockey segments for you. How do you like that? Am I playing the... No. Uh, is this guy crazy or what? I mean, I may be stupid, but geez, how, what, like the president says, fool me once, can't fool me, get fooled again. Know what he says? It was something like that. You've got to be way more incoherent. We've got to try and Maybe you got it. Man, he is just... You see, what, what is the percent on the poll again? The George W. Bush. 7.9% actually went up again. 7.9% are upset because they're not upset, but they're what, maybe they are upset. Somebody I trash that they like a lot. They like him a lot. Okay. Which yeah. means I think the, the fact that he's possibly dumber than they are makes them feel better about themselves. When it comes to I'm here and you're dead. I didn't die enough phrase, huh? Did you drive it around with your pants down in the radio land? Boy, that needle over there with his shiny feet. He's a caution, ain't he? Oh, it's a toy. Well, I'm laying down the law once and for all. From this point on, I demand to get paid by the toy. If you're going to capitalize on my pedantic epicats, I want a piece of the action, see? It's like being right to your soul. Even though I had never said that. Excuse me, Mo. I'm in the middle of a show here, Greg. No, what a wonderful show it is, too. What did? Well, I just wanted you to know that payroll has authorized payments by the doy. With these. The S&H Greenstick. Yeah. With every doy, you get an entire book. Is one from King Corn? No, it's a wonderful value. No Raleigh coupons? No, we couldn't get those. You know, my uncle collected Raleigh coupons his entire life. What are you giving him? An iron lung. Oh. Now, there's a map and location to each redemption center in the back of these books. Okay. If you'll excuse me for a moment, I'm going to put my fist through the wall. Sure, be my guest. Yeah. See you around, pal. Well, Gumby, here we are, the S&H Green Stamp Redemption Center. you got to read out loud, you know. It's like the cartoons. Helps the children. Yeah, there's no sign. According to the map, this must be the place. This place has been out of business for years. And uh, how many years might that be? Let's say it together, shall we? That's good. Let's see if anybody's in there. You know, so close, but uh, no cigar, I think. 934 votes. We got uh, 13 minutes. Can we do it? It's possible. Wait, 66 and 13 minutes. It's like five a minute. That's no That could be done. If they hop on that poll real quick, hop on our poll, please. 
Uh, this just in, the U.S. Supreme Court overturned the conviction of... Uh, and let me just also say this. Are you looking at that green thing on our webpage there? I'm looking at it. On our homepage? And does it, uh, under dropouts, you see what it says? It says zero. Oh, right. Zero. Now, Josh can verify, he can, like, uh, back me up on this, that last week we were getting, like, uh, especially toward the end of the week when we had the real big problems, uh, faxes up the yin-yang. Oh, gee, this uh, thing keeps dropping out. We were getting calls about it. We get through the, we're going to get through the entire show today with no dropouts. Thanks again to our, uh, engineering, right. our crack engineering staff and the screaming people, whoever they are. Uh, have we had any facts saying, well, we're listening online, and sure is a uh, pleasant relief, no dropouts. Have we had that? No. No. See? See what I mean? Well, when something good happens, when we give it to you for free, nothing. Just take it for granted. Anyway, the U.S. Supreme Court has overturned the conviction of a black death row inmate who said Texas prosecutors unfairly stacked his jury with whites, issuing a harsh rebuke to the state that executes more people than any other. That's because they, they like to choose life, as their former governor and current president says. And our fat-ass governor always choose life. Right, exactly. Like when we're talking about Terry and her cube. Boy, did that blow up in their face or what? The 6-3 ruling Monday ordered a new trial for Thomas Miller L. That's Miller-E-L. Miller L., who challenged his conviction for the 85 murder of a 25-year-old Dallas motel clerk. It was the second time justices reviewed the case after a lower court refused to reconsider Miller L.'s claims. The 50 West Circuit Court of Appeals in New Orleans was wrong to reaffirm the conviction by a state court in light of the strong evidence of prejudice during jury selection, justices said. The state court's conclusion that the prosecutor strikes of people from the jury pool was not racially determined is shown up as wrong to a clear and convincing degree. The state court's conclusion was unreasonable as well as erroneous, Justice David Souter wrote for the majority. He noted that black jurors were questioned more aggressively about the death penalty, and the pool was shuffled at least twice by prosecutors, apparently to increase the chances whites would be selected. They were shuffling it. He was joined by Justices Stevens, O'Connor, Kennedy, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and Stephen Breyer, who still makes one hell of an ice cream. The prosecutors' chosen race-neutral reasons for the strikes do not hold up and are so far at odds with the evidence that pretext is the fair conclusion indicating very discrimination explanations were meant to deny, he wrote. At least two of the jury shuffles conducted by the state make no sense except as efforts to delay consideration of black jury panelists, Souter added, saying that it blinks reality to deny jurors were struck because they were black. Since capital punishment was reinstated in compassionate conservative Texas in 1976, Texas has executed over one-third of the more than 900 people put to death in the whole country in the U.S., eh? How do you like that? That's that compassionate conservatism again, ain't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Choose life. Choose life, especially Terry Anders. Other than that, let's uh, fry him. Let's string him up. Speaking of string, College Park, Maryland, this is kind of bizarre. School officials are withholding a 17-year-old boy's diploma for wearing a bolo tie under his graduation gra gown. You fairy! How do you like that? Okay, what's, uh, I don't get it. Thomas Benya said he prefers the string bolo ties over traditional knotted ties mm -hmm. to reflect his American Indian heritage. But officials from Maurice J. McDonough High School in suburban Washington said they warned him beforehand that a bolo violated the dress code for the event held Wednesday, last Wednesday, for about 250 students. The bolo was not considered by the staff to be a tie, said Katie O'Malley Simpson, a spokeswoman for the Charles County Schools. We have many opportunities throughout the year to express cultural heritage, but we don't do that at graduation. Then you said he never thought his diploma was at stake and wore a bolo anyway. I didn't feel that I should change my heritage for an hour and a half to wear an actual tie to show respect when they aren't showing any respect to me, he said. The spokeswoman said the school will give Benny his diploma, but they hasn't set up a meeting to receive it. They're going to give it to him. That's what he's afraid of. The boy's parents said they're considering legal action. Good, sue their ass. 
His mother, Marsha Benya, can you believe it, cited the long history of Indians being pushed around and added, if he hadn't stood up for himself, he would have been part of the problem of Native Americans being treated in this way. You go, guys. Now, what have we got so far? We got a shot, you think? We got a shot, Jimmy said. Jimmy Johnson just called in on the bat line and said, we got a shot. 958, and we got nine minutes I to go. I got 61. No, you got 961 already. Can we do it? Put your pedal to the metal, baby. We need uh, 39 votes in nine minutes. And, of course, if we don't get it, we'll just carry over until midnight. When it comes to sports, we're the authority. And this is G. Gordon Liddy, and they don't come any worse than Neil Rogers. It's 30 a day plus gas. Well, I rented Lincoln. Cash or credit. I drove up in the hill. You want the insurance? And to recall how it happened. Well, it's good luck. It still gives me chills. What a weirdo. Followed my map of star houses. Yikes. And was shocked to see me. Sitting on her front porch was... Angelina Jolie. When I walked up like I knew her. When I saw her hesitate. But the chloroform started working. Then for her, it was too late. Put her in my car and rolled the windows down. Now she was my queen and I made her crown. And I've got Angelina Jolie in my basement. And I think I'll keep her there with me and charge her rent. Well, I hope she don't mind. I hope that she'll find. That she likes the cement. How wonderful life is with Angelina Jolie in my basement. Let's be out of here. Well, I'm Paul and Manning. But I bet you'd give your last cent. To have Angelina Jolie locked down in your basement. Don't hurt my dog. I'll do it, mister. Don't hurt precious. I'll hurt your dog, mister. Then put the dog in the basket. Okay, 158. Now, the good news is I'm cooking my lunch already in my Flavor Wave Ultra Deluxe Micro on my oven. All right. With the halogen heating. Here's the thing, because I'm pretty sure you're going to go, guys, things are going to show up today in your ovens, too. Okay. I mean, just, it's important that anybody out there who buys one, two things you'll discover as you use it. Number one, be sure and turn it in the off position before you lift the uh, cooking part of it up off the uh, rack. Otherwise, it burns. Yeah, otherwise, you're going to get burned. I don't want to get blamed for like first, second, fourth, fifth, and eighth degree burns. And the number two, when you're done using it, pull out that plug. Because, okay. because when, even when you hear the beep, you set it and forget it. I mean, I'm sorry, Ron, set it and walk away. And, uh, and, then you wait, and it means it's uh, done, a cooking time. But it stays in like a warming position. So actually it's continuing to cook while even after the beep. I see. Got it? Just explaining it. that to you. Because the directions, like a lot of these things you buy off TV, the directions are not, uh, could be better. See what I'm saying? I see. But the unit itself could not be better. And I'm uh, making my burger on there right now, my cheeseburger. In honor of uh, Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffet. I'm having a burger buffet, which is kind of like a... Anyway, who best fits this description? Somebody, uh, Neil Trashes, who I like a lot, 
Bill Maher, 165. And you know what? I still don't like him. How do you like that? Nerd. Twerpy little nerd. I, I, Dick Cavett, uh, his little nerdy. I, I just don't like those kind of people, you know? I mean, not personal, but I just can't stand him. And a corner cover, 137. Steely Dan, 87. George W., 78, 7.8%. Randy Rhodes, 64. Phil Henry, 55. Gialdi, 52. Pink Floyd, 45. Mo Howard David, 38. Mel Gibson, 34. Jerry Seinfeld, 31. Uh, Tom Hanks, uh, 28. The Pope, 22. Paul and Old Ron, 20. Al Franken's got 16. Spencer Tracy, 16. Defoe, 14. And everybody else, they don't count. Bye, bye, bye! When it comes to entertainment, it's Neil Rogers Middays. Sports Radio 5. And we got a thousand for a vote. Fort Lauderdale. Guys of coconut.